It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? Happy 4th of July weekend. It is Morgan here. And in case you're a first time listener, this is the best bits of the week podcast. As you just heard that really fun little jingle song come into. Um, and what I do every weekend is I take the best seven segments from the show this week and count them down and we talk about them. Typically, you know, not only do I highlight a lot of things that happen on the show, but I bring somebody on and we can have some fun conversations because I know that's what y'all are here for is to have the fun behind the scenes conversations that you don't get to hear on air. And this weekend, I'm bringing on Abby, my girl, Abby. What's up? Hello. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me for this, you know, holiday weekend before everybody goes off and does all the crazy fun things. I know. So thanks for hanging out with me for like just a little bit longer, (laughs) making our work day just a little longer. I can't believe it's 4th of July weekend. I know. I really can't. This year has flown by. I'm like, wait, it's already 4th of July. Like how? I, I know. I feel like as you get older, time just moves a lot faster. It does. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel very good. It's okay. <laughs> okay, well, we'll go ahead and get started. Abby's going to be hanging out with me. I hope y'all have so much fun with us doing this before you go do all your crazy plans. At first this week, it was kind of a random segment that turned into something that you guys loved engaging with online. We shared what our photos are for the lock screen on our phone. So, you know, when you pull up your phone, what's right there as soon as you open it. We all have different things. I mean, most of us have pictures with our significant others or pictures with our dogs or random backgrounds. But then you have Eddie and Lunchbox who like (laughs) literally don't have a personal one. It's just the the set Apple like, you know, custom background. Yeah. Which is funny to me because I don't I don't I've never had like the Apple standard background on my phone. That's kind of But is that what you have? Is that what you're about to tell me right now? Yes. It's like the the beach. What is it? Have you seen this one? Oh no, it won't come up. Oh, you have all the notifications. Too many notifications. You gotta get see, this is also why you clear all the notifications. What do you do? It's okay. You can still show me it without Can you? Yeah. Yeah, I can still see it. You can see the background. Well it's it's Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's like the desert. Well, this is different because that's the background. Okay, wait. So go go to your lock screen now. It's okay. <laughs> Here's Morgan, okay. the digital pro, teaching me how to use a phone. Okay, there. Yes. Wait, okay. I have not seen that you one. You haven't? You uploaded that one. No. No, it's like on the iPhone when I updated it. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, oh. so Abby, y'all, has this like cartoonized, <laughs> yeah. ca- cartoon, I, I'm like not saying beach. that right. But yeah, like beach. Yeah. <laughs> beach photo. It's not like the, the beach photo that you think it is where it's right. like the, the still image. This is That's like a cool. cartoon version. I like that one. I've never seen that one really? before. Yeah. Because I had to... I had to do like a hard reset on my phone where oh, I had to like completely, worse. yeah, I've never done that before. I thought I was going to lose everything. It was terrifying. Like I went to Apple and they're like, you can do it at home. And I'm like, I'm going to lose like everything. I don't know if it's backed up, whatever. So I just did it and this is what came up. So I kept it. Well, and That's a lot of people were commenting on there like, yeah, I have, I have the standard background, but I've always changed it because it just made me feel like, you know, when you like move into a new house and you don't unpack everything. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel with the, <laughs> yeah. the phone standard background. It's like I haven't unpacked everything yet. Like it's not mine yet. I know. That's how I it makes me feel with the phone. But I do like yours. I'm not going to give yours too much of a hard time because I, I haven't seen that one before. I Lunchbox and Eddie's were some that I have yeah. seen for decades. <laughs> I did see I was like, what year is his phone? I think they like, both have like old phones. Actually, I think they both might have gotten new phones, but I don't think either one of them knows how to use it like a new phone. That's fun. Yeah, I cannot see Lunchbox changing. No, not he very often. check his email, so. Well, and, and <laughs> we, we could talk about phones forever because we're always with them. But do you have any big um, 4th of July plans this weekend? There's so much to do and so many things going on. I mean, I know people going to the lake. 
And then there's like the huge fireworks show downtown, which I'm probably going to stay away from. I think it'd be fun, but have you I ever been performing? Yeah. Yeah. I usually go kind of like every year. Well, I, I will say it. I told Scuba Steve because this is technically his first like year experiencing it because last year with COVID it was gone. Um, but Nashville has the biggest fireworks in the country. They do. Which is wild. I, I went my very first year moving to Nashville and they were insane. Really? I stood there and I was like, like the whole sky was taken over by fireworks. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I've never seen it like this before. I've seen some crazy fireworks shows, but I was standing there and I was like, I mean, this has to be over a million dollars worth of fireworks. It really has to be. I don't know what they're doing, but it's amazing. Yes. And it's over the whole like Cumberland. So it has this really cool like skyline situation happening. I know. And and I'm not going to give it away, but I'll, I'll tell you off there. But Lunchbox gave me a spot to go watch the fireworks Ooh, where I don't have to hey. deal with traffic. Because if you are going and you are in Nashville, which is awesome and such a great time if you go down on Broadway to watch the fireworks. Like, pro tip, though, go super early and, like, basically stay there. Like, <laughs> you're yeah, not going to get on Broadway if you right. don't. And you'll be trapped in your car, like, on the street. Yes. You won't be able to move. And yes. they're going off. At, and you're like, yep. During, what do I do? Before, during, and after. Right around that time frame. I, I remember after we saw the fireworks the first time, there was, like, we waited in the car for two hours to get home. Oh, And I was like, this worst. is miserable. It really is. And so Lunchbox told me a secret spot to go watch okay, them. Good. Where you don't have to send traffic. One time when I watched it, it was a few years ago, it was so cloudy, like all of the wind blew them back on us that we couldn't even see the fireworks. It was really sad. Yes, I, re- I think that was a year before COVID, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. But, but that's because there's so many. I mean, it's right. literally like you would think somebody set off a bomb mm-hmm. because of how many is happening in the span of like the, qu- the quick minutes. So cool. I so know. crazy. So I, pr- I might do that. If I watch afar, from afar. Maybe go, okay, spot. so maybe go watch <laughs> like, the maybe, fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Any other big plans? I mean, it's like the whole weekend. You get like a three, four-day weekend. Probably pool. I'm pool. just going to lay low. going to chill. What about you? Lay low Anything weekend. fun? No, well, my family's coming in town for oh. a week. They oh, get fun. in. Yeah, like they're already here. We're hanging out. We've been doing all of, all the things. My, what? I've like, I've gotten to the point where I've lived in Nashville long enough that I have like my favorite places to go and mm-hmm. now I can take people to all the cool places because before it was like experimenting when right. people came to town you're like I gotta go to all the new places so I can figure this out now I have now all my favorite places them. yeah that'll be fun yeah I love when family visits I know when you live so far away from family and you get to see them it's like home comes to you and it feels so good it really does oh that's fun yes so you have some pool time fireworks are you a pyro no. Do you like setting off fireworks? Not really. I'm I'm kind of scared. Are, are you, you scared with most things? Is there are you, are you very fearful in life? Abby? <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I hear like the the hesitation in your voice. I am. I just don't trust myself to light them. I feel like I'm gonna be like one of the news stories that like explodes. On Never me even or... like. I mean, Kansas. Like all we I did mean, was we light did, off yeah. fireworks. I would let other people light them. I watch them. But you and never like Roman candle fights. Oh yeah, yeah I like Roman candles. But like the on. Roman candle fights. No, not fights. Oh yeah, that, that was dumb. <laughs> so dumb. You did that? Yes. I I like am you a shot pyro. them at each other. Yes, that. I am dumb. I'm very dumb in my life you're when not. it comes to fireworks. You're not really? When it comes to fireworks, mostly because I was a pyro. Like I would light everything off. I loved like lighting off the big shells and like lighting it and running away. That's intense. Oh yeah, I loved yeah. them. I was all about it. Like I'm not a pyro with like just normal fire, but like fireworks. <laughs> fireworks. I would light them all off. 
Are you doing that? No, this no. no. I, as I got to my older age, I calmed down. I yeah. don't do it. Well, I, I take that back. I did it last year, but I'm not <laughs> doing it this year. Especially well in Nashville, when you live in the city, it's not really an option. You're not supposed to light oh. off fireworks in the city. But like Kansas, that's true. There's you could go out of the world. the city limits very quickly, mm-hmm. and you could light them off anywhere. I mean, at the fireworks stands in Kansas, at the end of the night, I would say by like ten or eleven. They had like closed down, of course, for the rest of the year. So they had all the fireworks left of whatever people didn't buy, and they would just light them off. Is that what happens? Yeah, <laughs> you know so, the secret. I'm telling you, would drive by and you would see these things. Yeah. I mean, I would show up at a fireworks stand like 30 minutes before they closed. I'm like, I need more. <laughs> like, I loved lighting off fireworks. That's so fun. Yeah, my I parents both hate it though. I'm sure that's scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you well, know, just dangerous. everything bad that comes with lighting fireworks. <laughs> yeah, that's why I stayed away. <laughs> I mean, it, it scares dogs. It, it could get on your house. Like just all the bad things that come with it. And but. that's probably the things I think because I overthink everything. So yeah, there's me. The, the bad. Si- speaking of, because you you think of the bad things. Have you done the enneagram test? Yes. Are you a six? No, I'm a one. What's the one? <gasps> <laughs> I'm, I'm not too familiar. Well, I say that about the, the six one. because the six always talk, like one of their main, main qualities is that they always um, see things as like the worst case scenario. Oh, no, really? And you just said that. So it made me think that maybe you you have that as part of your personality. Well, maybe I should retake the test. Well, I don't know, what but I we'll, we'll see. What's the number one? It's one. One's a- why doesn't it? Say? While, while you try to find that, I I think a it's... Moral perfectionist. <laughs> a moral perfectionist? Wait, a moral perfectionist? Yeah. Is that really what it is? It was, yeah. Or maybe it's just perfectionist. Okay, yeah. I was like, I think they're I all one words. I can see that. I am a perfectionist. Are you a so. perfectionist? Oh, yeah. What are you? What's like, your type? Wait, like in, in like work, in, in life? In everything. I want to be perfect at everything I do. Like in work, yes. I get mad at myself if I mess anything up, if I'm wrong at something, if something's not perfect. Yes, I get mad at myself. Are you very like tedious with things? Mm-hmm. And are Just, you like, very like clean? Focused and detailed. Yeah. Well, that's no, not really, because if you saw my car, it's really messy. So no. Well, I was gonna say perfectionists tend to be very also be very organized. Yeah. Are you pretty I, organized? I, I like to think I am. <laughs> You're like, but my car when is you not. You see my desk in my car. You would think I'm not. Is your like your living situation? Is mm-hmm. it clean? Kind Maybe. Of. Oh, okay. Uh, not as clean as yours i've been to your house and yours is very clean <laughs> and amazing I'm like, there's not even a spot anywhere <laughs> i admire it i do i do have some ocd tendencies for sure um but i i have that perfectionist side too which made me made me think of it but i do know most perfectionists are pretty like ocd about cleanliness and organization yeah but so you don't you don't have that as much it's more hey your enneagram could be right could just be a wing of other things right I'm wings. No, I'm just kidding. I thought I was wing too. Well, you could be. I uh, mean, you could be. You really could be anything. Yes, because I'm literally 50% a two and 50% an eight. Like really? I was straight up split down the middle. Oh. Mm-hmm. And people are like, that's not possible. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. This is what my therapist said can happen. And it happened on my results. Okay. Like I wasn't a wing of anything. I was literally 50 50. Oh, then so basically maybe. I have two split personalities. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, the two is a helper uh-huh. and the eight is a challenger. Which are literally mm. polar opposites. Right. <laughs> like you want to help people, but you also want to challenge them. Right. So I, I guess I can say polar opposite, but they are as far as personality goes. Yeah. No, I really do love Enneagrams. Like I kind of just got into it and it really does help you. Like, oh, yeah. It's like life. the Myers-Briggs updated version. Mm-hmm. So I encourage everybody to take that test. I mean, I it's just like more like it helps me. <laughs> 
Like, I'll be sitting somewhere, I'll be like, that's why I'm an eight. Yeah. Like, it allows me to relate to things and why I do things a lot more. Right. I shouldn't say, like, give me an excuse, but it, like, kind of just allows me to say, hey, this is why I'm doing this. But then there's things, it, like, helps you through things. Like, they're like, this is how you're acting or, you know, you should try this. Yes, and I feel like it definitely helps more, too, in the dating scenario. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I can connect better with people because I know what I'm doing and I know who I connect best with. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it really does. Yeah, that's how I was reading stuff. I'm like, because it does say, like, type one is best with someone that, you know, is a type you know yeah like different personalities right because if you're a helper you would want to be with someone that likes to be helped or you know yeah that is okay with help or that they're open or willing to help yeah like your opposite kind yeah. of but like all of them have different opposites so random yeah you're like a good team i totally yeah. just hit my nose on the mic <laughs> i got really excited about the enneagram i know oh man okay well i love that conversation that was fun yeah it's fun love do you have any enneagram. updates on your on your dating life um not not, not really I loved your dating stories last time, so I, I'm I here to make sure. I forget even what I said because, wow, that was... The catfish was story, we talked about that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go, yeah. That was there. But no no updates. Are you seeing anybody? I kind of got set up, but when I went to the dentist, someone that worked there... Love that. ...set me up, and so we'll see where that kind of goes. It's kind of in motion. But you haven't been on the date with said set up yet? I have, yeah. You have? A couple times. A couple Three times? times. Three yeah. dates? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's I just, something. I don't know what it what it's gonna be, you know. You know, I mean, guys in Nashville don't want to commit too much. So. This is true. I was reading something too in general that like our age bracket just really has a trouble with committing to people. Yes, I'm noticing that. I, I do I, like girls and guys. Mm-hmm. Like both are struggling with committing, um, and that's just the culture that we've kind of created for ourselves. So we kind of like doomed our own dating I lives. I know. <laughs> So how do we change that? Well, I mean, we went from being able to watch like movies and long YouTube interviews to being able to only watch 15 seconds of a video on TikTok. So I guess we literally set it up for ourselves. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. It's an unfortunate reality of the dating world that came from our attention span changing. I know. (laughs) So who knows? I know. But I'm excited for you. Yeah. Do you want to share anything about him? (laughs) Okay. Here. here, No, here's here's a good one. What what qualities that this person has that you could see like in a future partner? Anything? Well, he's really cute. Oh, and that's always a good one. Muscular. Okay. <laughs> so the attractiveness is there. Yeah. Okay. No, but he's really fun and funny and kind. Charismatic. And yeah. Okay. He is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I some mean, good attributes there. Yeah. But we still don't know if there's any red flags. And red flags are always the most important exactly. thing to look out for. There's, there's none so far. That's a good so, sign. But I mean, it's only been like three dates. No, like but dinner, typically you know. by now you would have at least seen one. True. If it's alarming. Mm-hmm. So it's good news. I would like, I wish he would like reach out more to me. Mm. That's the thing I always struggle with. I'm like, I don't want to be the one to always initiate or reach out, but I also want them to know that I care. So it's like, there's like a fine balance, you know? Yeah. And you don't want to play a game. You're like, I just want to yeah, communicate. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. I'm not playing games. I'm not going to be like, no, I'll wait for him to text me. You know, after the third text, then, I, you know, he can text me or whatever. I feel that. Yes. 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 So I'm like. 
that's where I'm at right now, I guess. I th- I mean, like, that was, like, a big thing with my boyfriend now that the... Yeah, the can commu- we talk about this? <laughs> Let's talk about this. Okay. Still still keeping things very, know, yeah. very hush-hush. But I will say, like, the communication factor was huge. Like, we very much... There are no games. Aww. We communicate when we need to communicate. He's always direct and honest, and I'm always direct and honest. We, like, just very open... I'm a very big open communicator. Mm-hmm. I love to talk about things that matter with people one so like having important conversations is big to me but two just like the ability to communicate how you're feeling right or if you need space or if you need help or if you don't need help or if you or you want to hang out with your friends like we are so open in our communication that it is 20 times like thousand better than any relationship i've ever been in i love that yeah because of the communication right communication is such a huge deal that i just never really thought about until I got older Uh I feel like that was something that I just kind of slid under the rug you don't realize how important it is to have a healthy like sustaining relationship and communication being like something that you should be looking for in a partner right you know what I mean it's it's not like you're just sitting there like oh I wonder what he's doing or why isn't Mm -mm. he texting me it's not like that like you don't have to worry about that it's just like smooth no, and we don't, like, which is so funny, too, because, like, all of my past relationships, I would text all day long. All we would do is talk, 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 talk. But, like, this boyfriend, we really don't talk throughout the day. But whenever we need to talk, we do. Mm-hmm. And whenever something needs to be communicated, it is. It's just everything's just very direct. There's no games. And it's been that way since the beginning, which is, I think, a, what, what was a big part of how we, like, really came to be on the same side of everything. Yeah. But, yeah, that's I feel like a that little is- tidbit. Truly important. Yes. Yes. Because it's not a glamorous side of things that you're like, oh, I want all of these attributes in a partner. You're like, oh, I want him to be attractive and he needs to work out and <laughs> uh, eat good food. I don't know. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's There's not a, a glamorous side of it. It's like the very serious, healthy side of it that you're like, wow, I should have realized I needed that a mm-hmm. long time ago. And trust, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, those two communication and trust are like a foundation. Yes. If you don't have those, if I can't trust you or if you, we can't talk and it just, you know, I'm worried or wondering why you're not talking to me, then it's probably not good. Well, I feel like they go hand in hand because whenever he communicates with me, I don't have any problems of trusting him because he's communicating with me. Mm -hmm. Where people stop trusting is because there's no communication. You're not telling me what's going on. You're not talking to me. I don't even know. So I have to ask questions. And then you're mad that I'm asking questions. I know. So like they really go hand in hand because I, my, like as somebody who has a really difficult problem trusting people in relationships because I've been cheated on so much the fact that I have no problems trusting I had like it was sticky at the beginning and I was like crap this sucks I have to get vulnerable again Mm -hmm. but very quickly when I realized the communication was there like I do not have problems trusting him when he is hanging out with his friends and he's off doing his own life we have very separate lives which is so awesome to me that's good yeah and when he's off doing his I'm not even worried about it and I didn't even know what that was like before my gosh I just which is so so weird it is and the fact that so many people general you know generalize that to their future relationships and it's like it's not their fault mm-hmm. you know it's like they didn't do that but you're just you have this wall up that you're scared yes and it, and it is a, an okay to work through that wall with a mm-hmm. new partner but it's not okay to put that on them right they didn't do it I know so it's totally up to you to be the one to learn through it and I did like we had one scenario and I learned through it and I'm like cool I'm good 
because I had a partner that was willing to communicate and willing to understand. Oh my gosh, this makes me happy. <laughs> They're out there. They Healthy are relationships. There. Who knew? Yeah. They're a thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yay. But before I keep giving way too much away. No. We we're, we're, we're going to move on. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, stop. And I'm waiting for more updates on this little man situation from the dentist. Woo. Yay. Number seven. What's your lock screen picture on your phone, Amy? An owl. That's what I thought. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Is that a special owl or something? It's the owl that I saw on my hike. Oh. It's my first owl that I've ever seen. The most majestic, beautiful thing I've ever like really honestly seen on a hike. Like it was so cool. And I got I took a selfie with it. Huh. <laughs> I mean, of, it's of far everything. away. I tried to get, like, I didn't want to disrupt it, but, I mean, I took it, and I'm in the picture with it, too. <laughs> I saw your phone. You kind of had turned it this direction before one on the air, and I was like, mm-hmm. is that Amy with a bird? I, we know you're obsessed with birds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and of all the pictures you have, that's the one that means the most to you right now, huh? Well, right now, I just feel like it's so pretty when I look at it. Like, it just makes me happy. So sometimes it's been my kids. Sometimes it's just a pretty wallpaper whatever right now it currently happens to be my owl eddie what is your wallpaper <laughs> uh well mine bones is just the default one what? <laughs> like, whatever so it comes sad. with it's like red dots or something <laughs> nothing special you why don't you have a picture of your kids or something because if i lose my phone i don't want straight random strangers to see my kids do you have no picture oh because i guess it's a lock screen. yeah like anyone can okay. see that so no just red dots oh, wow you two are weird. <laughs> Me? How is yeah, mine both the, weird? Amy, you took a picture with a tree, tree bird mine's walking on a hike. special. I'm about to send it to Eddie so he can use it. <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't need the owl. I'm depressed Eddie, you for can, him. You can even put one of me and you up. That'd be cool. That'd be nice. But then they would know it's my phone, and then what would they want to do with it? But then when your phone's lost, they can return it to you. Oh, that's true, too. Mine is a picture of Caitlin and I at Mike D's wedding. Thought it was a great picture, so I put it up there. So when I look at it, it's us. You want to see it? It's oh, us. That yeah, is pretty. It's cute. Yeah. I feel like you rotate a lot of just you and Caitlin. Yeah, sometimes I find one. Well, it used to be a Razorback football helmet, and then uh, that kind of stopped. So you know what she said to me the other day? We were talking about, you know, we're getting married in the next couple months, and talking about kids, and she goes, you know what I'm going to do? And I was like, what? She goes, this is going to drive you crazy, but every time you're away, I'm going to take a little set of headphones and put them on my pregnant stomach and play Boomer Sooner in in the ear, so when it comes out, (laughs) it loves Oklahoma. (laughs) And that was... (laughs) That's funny. And as funny as it is, I don't like that. I don't... don't, That's not fair. Yeah, because she's with the baby more. She can do that. That's why I want to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So you can do Woo Pig to it? Well, just so she doesn't play Boomer Sooner and it's the pregnant self. Mm -hmm. Lunchbox, what is yours? Uh, it's just waves, I think. I don't even know what that. <laughs> what are y'all? Like, uh, it's just the home screen, whatever it came with the phone. Oh, it's water. It's just like a water. Yeah, it looks ripple. like it has ripples in it, so uh-huh. I call it waves. Ray? Yeah, I got Nashville, baby. Na- the there city? There we go. Bam. Like okay. a picture you took yourself or you grabbed from Google? Yeah, I'm kind of a nerd. I went down at 6 a.m. with the perfect lighting, with oh, the sun and everything. Cool. Are you sure you took that? Be honest. Did you take that picture? I'm dead serious. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually, it's not only, it's like a little bit, you know, like nostalgic to me because I went down there and I wanted to take a dope picture of Nashville. I'm kind of surprised Ray doesn't have one of his sunset pics. Oh, I, no. uh, trust me. That was for months. But yeah, I switched it up. <laughs> uh, Morgan, number two. Oh, it's just me and my dog. It's really just with my, like my dog in, in focus. So that way, every time somebody sees it, I can talk about my dog. So you haven't thought about putting 
you, know, you haven't talked about your boyfriend yet. So still no nothing, huh? <laughs> I do have pictures, but no, it's still still in the private area of my phone. I don't I don't need anybody to see photos yet. All right, we still don't know anything about Rocky Balboa. So <laughs> I mean, that's like a big relationship move too, because even if you were to do that, would like as a guy, if you were to see that the girl you're dating makes you the lock screen, is that it's like a big statement, isn't it? It is, but I think it's kind of known before they do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's maybe something you do together. But is that a talk you have? Like, hey, FYI. Well, it's, not, it's not a surprise you <laughs> give someone. Yeah, it's not a surprise okay. where they just see it one day. Mm-hmm. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We had on Nick Offerman from, you know, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's him. We had him on the show this week, and he was so awesome. I mean, just super genuine guy and a fun conversation to listen to. Hearing him talk about Parks and Rec, his new show, Making It, and even like working with Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt basically going from funny to superhero, just that whole crazy story. Um, But Abby, is there like an actor that you would love to hear like be interviewed on the show? Oh my gosh. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Love her. And I know you do too. I'm like, oh, you, because I don't think there's a woman out there that doesn't love Reese Witherspoon. Exactly. I would love, I mean, if you met her, what would you do? Die. Me do. Like, literally. I would just sit there and I'd be like, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're an angel. You're probably an alien from another planet. Right. How is she real? She can do everything. Right? Like, act anything. I'm like, you're amazing. Do you follow her on Instagram? Uh Uh-huh. She's so cute on Instagram, too. She does all the little TikToks. Like, she's this (laughs) full-on mom now. Like, when she was, uh, like, a 20-something, what I am now, I was like a child, right? Mm -hmm. And so now she's like a mom. And I love watching her on TikTok and like, I know. it is the cutest thing in the world. It's so cute. She stayed so like young and relevant, which I think is really cool too. I think that's really hard to do uh-huh. as you get older. You just kind of, you know, go into your own. And I don't, I don't feel like that ever happened to her. Right. Like she just kind of stayed with it all. I, I don't understand. Are you I excited about Legally in. Blonde 3? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite movie of hers? Top three, actually. We'll, we'll give it a top three. Top three. Ooh. Well, Legally Blonde. Solid. And then what, what's the one that you like? Sweet Home Alabama. Here's the thing about me. Let's throw this out there. Okay. So Bobby Bone Show, you guys always talk about movies <laughs> and TV shows. And that is like something that I am terrible at. Movies and like TV shows. Like remembering or don't watching them? Both. Just like, I can't even think of name, titles. Wait, so what do you do in your free time? Uh, I mean, I go to the gym. I'm outside. I just really don't watch TV and movies Do you movies read books? Much. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Abby, what is like the, the culture side of you? Do you like to go look at art? I know. I know. Music! Concerts. Music, music and concerts. You are always doing that. Yeah. And gym, running, at being active, I would say. So I but guess I'm not really that You don't culture. watch TV shows or movies? Not too anything. much. I mean, not. I used to more. I mean, I watch TV now. I watch King of Queens. <laughs> Isn't that an old show? Or is that on yes. now? It was on in like the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I terrible? Yeah. Is it on, is it on like a repeater show? Oh, yeah. Mm. So it's you have on, cable. I do. I have, I have every channel. I pay so much for cable. And I'm like, and you why are you watch doing it? this? Yeah. Do you, and you don't go to movies? Uh-uh. I don't remember the last movie I went to. <laughs> this is so bad. Noted. Abby does not like TVs and movies. I do, but I just am so, I don't know what it is. I, I don't sit still that well. I'm very antsy. Like so you going like to be to doing movie, stuff. 
Yeah, you, like, I feel like I'm hikes. wasting time. Yeah. Okay. So I'd go on a hike. You're just more of an outdoorsy time. person, which is not a bad quality because everybody kind of, tra- kind of like transitioned into that like indoor person when True. TV and movies became a thing. So honestly, it's kind of like you just, you know, you did the better thing for your health. <laughs> yeah. It's just so, funny when you guys but it, talk it about is funny. Well, because shows. it's such a pop culture thing now. That's what everybody talks about. TVs and movies and all of that. Right. So that's funny. Okay, well, but Reese Witherspoon is still very, you know, relevant and relatable, so you're not missing too far. Right, exactly. Like, at least you heard of her. It wasn't yeah. someone you're like, what are you I'm talking like, about? Is that like the 90s, Abby? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Reese Witherspoon. And well, and I was going to ask you what TV show you watch religiously, but I think you just told us, which is <laughs> King, King, of, King of Queens. King of Queens. Have you seen it? It's funny. I, I don't think so. <sighs> I think I've probably it's like so seen old. it when I was younger. Yeah. Like my parents maybe watched it, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Like I'm turning into I'm yeah. We do. I don't we know need what to get to me. you to watch at I least know. a few of the updated TV shows so you're like pop culture. Yeah, what are on there? Give me a few. What are your favorites or a few? Oh, that I watch religiously. New yeah. Girl? Okay. New Girl. 100%. Have you seen that? No. Okay. Have you watched Friends before? Yeah, okay. I've seen Friends. Friends is I do know Friends. is a good pop culture one. New Girl definitely is for shoot for sure. I'm not huge on like The Office and Parks and Rec. I watched them when they I were a thing. You do love The Office, yes, love so you, it. You have yeah. a lot of the like pop culture TV right. shows. Yeah, you just don't really watch new ones, right? I like the older ones, but The Office love it. It's hilarious. Okay, like, it's so funny. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Which Ron Swanson. I did not. Nick That's the thing. Yeah, nope. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. I, I watched The Office and then I watched p- bits and pieces of Parks and Rec. Really? Yeah. I had started to like really go into the um, movies at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. Or really like binging every single movie that came out. That was. Well, that I remember this point when you did this. You watched like <laughs> 10 movies in one day or something. <laughs> yeah, that is something you would not do. <laughs> no. You're probably like off hiking like three different mountains while I'm sitting here binging 10 movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> we are not the same. And you are healthier. It's fine. No, I don't know how you did that. I love it. I love that you can just relax. Like, I can't. That's me. I'm like, I feel like I'm always just on edge. I'm like, oh, my mind is going. I need to do something. You always need to be doing things. Oh. Yes. Yeah, we, we got to like force you down to relax. You deserve relaxing time. I need to calm down. Okay, I'll try this. I'll try to watch a movie this weekend. That's what I'll do. <laughs> okay, that's your homework. Add my 4th of July plans. Watch a movie. One movie. Yes. Uh, a newer movie. You need a, What's something you've been wanting to watch? Something funny. 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 Mm. Oh, have you seen Bad Moms? This is just off the top Actually, of my head. Actually, yeah, I have. I oh. think so, yeah. Well, that's a newer one. It is. I think you're doing better than you thought. Yeah, I probably am. I mean, it's not new, but it's like last probably five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, your homework this that. weekend is to watch a funny movie. Okay. I'm Any movie, to. just one. Yeah. Maybe one you haven't seen to expand your horizons. <laughs> I've seen Bridesmaids like a hundred times. Great I love movie. That movie. Okay. Then what's your it's favorite funny. movie of all time? Of all time. Happy Gilmore. Oh, that's a funny movie. Yeah. Adam Sandler. Yeah. It's that so makes funny. sense. Mm-hmm. I love it. But still, old movie, Abby. We've really got to update your, your pop culture. <laughs> I will admit, yes, don't have that. Okay, well, we're not going to keep talking about this because okay. this is kind of making me sad. Move on, I know. I'm very, very sad. I'm sure people can relate, right? There's got to yes, be people out there. there is absolutely are... people that do this, and I'm not going to lie because it's the healthier thing to do. <laughs> I should not be watching as much TV and movies as I do. So <laughs> well, I, do I praise you, but I'm kind of sad now. 
Well, here's the interview with Nick Offerman, a.k.a. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. He talks about his new show and just all the things. It's a really great interview. So seriously, listen to it. Number six. I wish I could show our audience a picture. Of? Well, of Nick Offerman, who we're about to talk to. Like, the, the difficulty in radio is you can't show people things. The great thing about radio is I get to be your companion for five hours, right? It's, it's a give take. But when I say Nick Offerman, do you know who that is? No. Okay. Par- the big bearded guy from Parks and Rec. Okay, yeah. Do, do you know who that is? I'm picturing him now, yes. Like blondish hair? Like grayish. And he's married to Megan Mullally, who was on Will and Grace, who yeah. was the loud neighbor. Uh-huh, I know who that is. Okay, let me show. Here's Nick Offerman. Because he's about to be on here. He was a real moody character. Yeah, Parks he was like Rec. the... <laughs> did you ever watch Parks and Rec? No. Oh, yeah, but I know exactly who that is. It's so funny. Oh, okay, yeah. I kind of was picturing someone a little different, but now I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay. If you want to Google who he is right now. That pull helps. over. Yeah. Pull over. <laughs> but you'll know him immediately. I know him from Parks and Rec. I'm a massive fan. We're going to talk about the show Making It, which he hosts on NBC on Thursday nights. So hopefully you guys will check that out. But here he is, Nick Offerman. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Nick Offerman. Hey, Mr. Offerman, Mr. Nick. I don't know what to call you because I'm a huge fan, but I'm super pumped you're on the show. Well, thank you. I'm a big fan of yours as well. Whenever you would come on American Idol, I would yell, Bobby Bones. <laughs> well, let me start with the question that, that I want to ask, because I do want to get to your new show. But, you know, I would watch you as Ron Swanson. Do people ever just go, Ron, out in public from Parks and Rec? Yeah, uh, sadly, they call me Ron more than they call me anything else. And how do you feel about doing so good at your job that people call you by that name more than they do Nick or Mr. or whatever you prefer to be called? Well, I, I, uh, I, you can call me Jackass or Nick. Uh, Mr. Offerman was my grandfather. He was the mayor of Manuka, uh, my hometown. But I, I take it as a compliment, sort of just as you put it. If, if my work was effective enough that they think I'm that guy, then that means uh, my college should be proud. <laughs> You're doing this show called Making It, which is why we have you on today. And not only are you hosting the show, but you're also, you got a big title. You're, you're a fancy executive producer, which means you control the show as well. Um, you're also with Amy Poehler on this show. So when you're working with somebody, and I can ask her the same question, that is also so funny, is it sometimes hard to get stuff done because the other person that you're working with is is so freaking hilarious? Well, uh, in, in, in a way, it can be, but we've been working together for so long that when we were younger, we sort of got the, uh, the inefficiencies out of the way where we would, uh, we would be overindulgent and just keep cracking each other up and, and laughing, and the boss would have to say, okay, you guys, you know, we, we've only got so many hours. There's only so many feet of film in the camera. And by now... We, you know, we said okay. So now we we are efficient with our with our jackassery. We'll make each other laugh, but then we'll say okay, let's get this shot. So we're, we've become good. Maybe that's how you become an executive producer: is you learn to find the right balance. Talk about this show for a second, and what exactly the the, the creatives are doing on this show. Well, it, it's that's my favorite part of the show. Really, is. The amazing things that the the genius of crafters can come up with. Each of these people is is it their own different like fairy or elf or magical wizard creature, and you give them all a box of popsicle sticks and a, and a ball of twine, 
and they all build just entirely different universes. Um, and and that's what it's about. Uh, you know, Amy and I love to be smart asses and like celebrate these talents while we're like making each other laugh and hopefully making the audience laugh. And that just makes it a, a dream job. Um, there's so much negativity in the world these days. It, it feels nice to bring uh, a full dose of just positive medicine into people's homes. So making it features craftspeople that are good with making different things with their hands and they're competing for money. And I, as someone, and I've watched you do woodworking before. I'm a fan, Nick. I'm just going to admit it. I'm a super fan. So just let me, I'm just going to indulge myself in a few questions here. As someone, as you're doing woodworking, but you see other people coming in and doing this at times, are you more of a fan of them than they are you because of what you also enjoy? Yeah. You know, I I don't, I'm not a, a, like a shiny movie star. You know, I've never been like an obvious, uh, my my whole life, I don't walk into a room and people go, "Oh my God, it's Brad Pitt," or you know something like that. And so, I generally don't assume people are my fans or that they're familiar, especially with my woodworking. Um, and my and my woodworking, while I'm very proud of it, is more conventional. Like I I I built some canoes, but I didn't design them. I built them off of. A, a brilliant crafter's designs. And so when I see these people on our show making these things that they're pulling out of their own imaginations, to me, in the world of making, they're the superheroes, and I'm I'm a mere civilian punching my clock. Nick Offerman's on with us. His new show is called Making It on NBC. It premieres June 24th. It premieres actually tonight. It is on tonight. Yeah. So you all these dates. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, 8, 7 Central. Um, it's the third season of the show, but you guys watch the episode here. I have three questions left. I'm just going to walk you through what I'm going to ask you about. Your whiskey, one more Parks and Rec questions, and a past movie. Are you okay with those three topics? I'm, I'm happy to be, be with you, sir. All right. I've seen your whiskey on sale at stores for $69. Coincidence or on purpose? <laughs> Uh, they should, right after the price tag should just be a card that says nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was watching uh, We're the Millers. It was on TBS the other day. You were in that with Jennifer Aniston and, and Jason Sudeikis. When you're filming a big movie like that, and you'd mentioned earlier about you and Amy Poehler, I mean, when you watch other people that are so great at what they do, is it hard not to just crack up? And when you do crack up in a shot, is everybody like, come on, Nick, we almost had it? No, I think I think part of being a professional is uh, most of the time we keep it together. I think that's one of the required skills. And and so as long as as long as you're good most of the time, then once in a while, especially with with people like Sudeikis or Catherine Hahn, who played my wife, or Amy Poehler, or when I'm working with my wife Megan Mullally, like it, it's understandable. Once in a while, you, you're going to bust and. People are pretty forgiving as long as you can then reel it back in and get the job done. All right, one final question as we talk to Nick Offerman. Uh, he's host, executive producer of Making It, which if you like to see stuff made with hand, with people's hands, it's an amazing show. Uh, my final question is I'm going to ask you about Chris Pratt because as being a Parks and Rec fan, was it weird for you to watch Chris, the funny kind of dopey character at least, turn into the ripped Hollywood action star that we see now? It actually wasn't. When I first met him, it was a few years before Parks and Rec started. I met him at a pool party, uh, and I I just thought, like, who is this superhero? Like, why is this guy, he's going to be a superhero someday. 
And this, because he has it all, he has the body, but he's also so funny and smart and charming. And so Parks and Rec was kind of impressive. So I was like, now check out the superhero, put on a bunch of weight, and it's so hilarious. But then finally, the superhero kicked in, and I was like, oh, I thought so. So, uh, he, I, you know, he, he just, that guy was, was dealt the right uh, hand of cards by Mother Nature. So I, I'll never be surprised uh, when he pulls off superhuman feats. Well, let me thank you again for spending a little time with us. You guys can follow him on Instagram at Nick Offerman. The show is making it. Um, it, it is crazy to watch what people do on this show, especially if you like to see stuff built or made. It is a fantastic show. Thank you, Nick, for your time, and uh, maybe one day I'll run into you in a, in a fancy place. I hope so, and my, my pleasure. Bobby Bone. All right, there he is. Nick <laughs> Offerman, everybody. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. On the show this week, Lunchbox found a wallet and he returned it, but he really just returned it because he wanted a reward. And we hear all about it, you know, if he actually got the reward and and everything that went down. But Abby, have you ever returned something and gotten a reward? Um, no, I actually haven't, but I was hiking and I found someone's ID. Ooh. And so it was an out-of-state license, though. So it's not like I could, you know, go to their house, kind of like he did yeah. or whatever. Um, and so I found them on Facebook, and I was like, I left it there, which I probably shouldn't have, but I just left it where I found it. It was kind of, it was at the entrance. Oh, I um, thought you, like, left it in the woods. No, like, <laughs> like, finding on, it. Yeah, it's on this trail about, like, 1.7 miles in. <laughs> I you the best of luck on your adventure. <laughs> No, I I was like, no, it was at a a distinct place where I told him and I was like, here's your ID. I found it. He was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. I was looking for it. So that made me happy. But I didn't get a reward or anything. I didn't want one. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, so do you do you expect rewards from people? (laughs) No. Like if you return something, do you ever expect them to give you something back? Okay, so I think that depends. If you found like a, a large amount of money or cash or something. I'm going to say that would be nice for them to be like, you know what? You found this. I'll give you a little bit. But I don't expect it, you know, because yeah. I feel like I the right thing for me to do would be to return it if I know whose it is, you know, so I don't really expect a reward. Do you? Um, no, I'm I'm with you. Like, it, cool. Like, yes. If it's like a large like if it's like I find like two thousand dollars, you give me 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, cool. It's yeah. 50 bucks I didn't have. But I would do it anyway. I'm also one of those people that like if I see like a dog or cat. I'll try and find it its owners. That's just oh, how I am. I love that. Like I will religiously drive on the road and look for animals that seem misplaced. Do you really? Mm-hmm. What do you do? When I you ha- find it. Well, so uh, I'll tell. I'll, I have a few stories that okay. I somehow get in the track of a lot of lost animals. <laughs> I think it's because like I don't know. They may have a feeling that I'll be nice to them and I'll take care of them and make sure they get home. Oh. Um. But so the other day I had stopped. I was driving home from the gym. And I see this dog, no collar, out in the front yard, very close to um, the street, but, like, wasn't hooked to a chain. Nobody was outside, and I was like, uh, is this somebody's dog? So I stop my car, I get out, and I'm kind of like, he's a big dog. He's bigger than me, okay? Oh, jeez. Yeah, he was like, he, oh he looked like a Great Dane, but he wasn't. He, he might have been, like, a, a German Shepherd mix of some kind. And he's, like, barking at me, and I, like, I, every time I know that this happens, they're afraid. And so I'm just standing there. I'm not doing anything. I'm just standing there kind of looking around, seeing if there's anybody coming. I know some people like to leave their dogs off leash and, you know, that's a mm-hmm. whole other thing. But um, so he, he he's barking at me and I'm standing there and I'm like, it's OK. Like, 
I'm just looking around, and this little kid comes running out of a house out of nowhere, like a few no. few houses down. And he comes and he grabs a dog. And I look at him and I was like, is that your dog, buddy? And he just looks at me. He thinks you're taking... He thinks I'm either taking the dog and I'm stranger danger. And all I'm trying to do is just make you're sure just this dog doesn't get hit by a car. Right. But he takes the dog and he like runs back inside <laughs> with it. He probably told his parents. He's like, mom, there's someone oh, else taking Oh, I am sure dog. that I am a stranger danger to somebody's household right now because of this scenario. Probably. But he didn't get hit by a car, which is a good That's thing. Good. So, y'all, yes. if your dogs are outside, make sure, A, they have a collar on or they're on a chain. Otherwise, I will help them. I'm not going to hurt them. <laughs> right. um, but then I had another one, also a dog that didn't have a collar or anything. I got home. I unloaded, like, groceries from my car, and this little shih tzu just comes wandering up my driveway. And I'm like, what in the... I'm like, where did you come from? He's happy, wagging his tail, like, oh human good to see you and i'm like what is like very healthy very healthy dog Mm -hmm. very rarely do i find a dog that isn't healthy and that's kind of how i know that it's not been lost for a while and it's probably just lost from its home and so i'm like okay so i grab one of my dog remy's like collars and leashes that i have put it on this dog and i'm like okay let's go for a walk let's see if he's somewhere in the neighborhood oh and he kind of guides me like this dog kind of like walks me and I kind of look at this house and he's kind of looking at it. I'm like, OK, well, we'll just go up to the doorbell, see if it's our dog. Sure enough, it, it was the house. Are you serious? It was like five houses down from me. Don't know how he got out or why he wandered to me. And I go up and I knock on the door and this woman comes up and she's like looking at me with like shocked eyes. And she's like, hi. And I'm like, is this your dog by chance? And she goes, yes. And she was like, where was he? And I was like, he was in my driveway. <laughs> without a collar? Yeah, without anything. She's like, I had no idea he must have gotten out when somebody opened the front door, which is heartbreaking to me. Because And they had no idea. Like, oh, it, it did not happen in, a, like, maybe five minutes that this dog was gone. Right. And But I dropped everything I was doing to make sure I got home because I just don't, like, I know that if that were my dog, Aww. I would hope that somebody would find a way yeah. to get her back to me. I feel like you're the perfect person to come across just a random dog because, yeah, you will. Some people will just be like, eh, go away. Or, yeah. I don't know. Go back to your house. Or, or just like leave it. No, yeah. every, I will try my very best to catch it. Sometimes there are times I have not been able to catch them, but most of the time I've been able to help. I, I love that. I love how it led you to the house, mm-hmm. by the way. Like, that's so cute. Oh, yeah. She was just like cool. walking like it was no big deal. I'm like, she's <laughs> going on a little adventure by herself, buddy. <laughs> There, I know. there was another dog that I found that I got I coerced with takeout food. I'd been driving home from lunch with somebody and I had extra takeout and I literally lured this dog into my car. He was very terrified. She I, she was a she very terrified. And I had her for like two days because I was kind of waiting. I post her on all the sites like, oh, hey, yeah. is anybody missing this dog? But I can't bring her inside because of Remy. You're not technically supposed to mingle like a dog, like two dogs that don't know each other, especially ones that's outside and has mm-hmm. been astray. And so she's like sitting out on the on my little deck patio and then she's in the garage overnight. And I'm like, I, it gives me so much anxiety because it's not how I want her to be. Yeah. But like I, nobody came forward for her. So I ended up taking her to the shelter and she got adopted. Aww. Same thing happened with another cat that somehow randomly ended up on my deck. You're just like. Yeah. I'm like, and I kept even- it. The cat really wanted to come in and I was like, I can't. I still can't because of Remy. Remy's just like, I, I think I would try. Which is funny because my boyfriend has another has a dog. Oh. And that's been a fun adventure all on uh-huh. its own. Do they get along? They do now. They're working towards it. Oh, They're doing man. better. Yeah. But Remy's just really a, a, a human person. She's not another animal person, so I can't ever keep anything. So yeah, but the two dog two the dog and the cat that I found that didn't belong to anybody got adopted. 
I'd like check on them every day. I'd be like, did they get adopted? Are they okay? Like That's I make so sure nothing cute. happened to them. Yeah. I feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. You, how could you just like let one go? And I know. Just be like, oh, well, good luck. Some people do that. I know. I, it's just too, it's too big of a heart thing, Mel. Like it, it is like, it's yeah. a blessing and a curse. It is. Yeah, For sure. You're like, oh, I gotta stop. Yes. <laughs> Where oh are gosh. you? Are you at any place that you think you're like kind of ready to get a dog yet? I know oh. you love dogs. I would love to. Oh, I need a yard. Yeah, I feel like because I don't. I live in a townhouse, so you know I'm like connected to other houses, and my yard is so tiny it backs up to kind of like this, like all these trees and brush, and so I can't even really get a fence because it like goes mm-hmm. down. And I'm like, I want one so bad. What so kind? Of, are you gonna try and rescue one? Well, I would like an Australian Shepherd, but a mini one. <laughs> Oh, the that was, mini. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the kind that I, uh, like, dog sat for a few days, and I fell in love. I was like, you are so sweet. They have so much energy. That was the, the I mean, they're thing. cattle dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so stubborn. So stubborn. I was like, we need to go in. He's like, no. He's just, like, digging. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. They do. They love to be worked. Those mm-hmm. are working dogs for sure. But I bet Kathy, our, our little rescue yeah. girl in the building, to totally help you find one of those. I know. She probably could. I'm going to ask her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she, like, rescues dogs all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can find... I mean, Remy was rescued, and she's Aww. technically what you'd consider a designer breed. Really? Yeah. She Ooh. was a designer dog. Wait, where'd you rescue her from? Kansas Humane Society. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout, Shout out, Kansas. Woo. Shout out, Kansas. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe soon. Maybe I got to think what's best. You know, it's... It's like a lot of work. I applaud you. I mean, especially like living single as living oh, alone, yeah. you know, like not having help. I was just like, it's hard because like to go home and all the events and everything, you know, a little life depending on you. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like a kid. It is. They <laughs> just don't talk. Yeah. It really, it really is. is. They just don't talk uh-huh. and you can leave them on their own. The, the two biggest differences. Besides <laughs> yeah. that, Remy is a giant toddler. <laughs> I know. I see your pictures. Yes. Like, but I, I was telling somebody that the other day, too. I was like, you know, it's really hard when you're constantly sitting there and you're like, I have work. I have friends. I got to sleep. I need a workout. I have a dog to take care of. And you're like, I can't. Keep, I, you know when they say, like, you can have a social life, sleep, or a career. You can mm-hmm. only have two of those. Yeah. And I feel like I'm only able to choose a few of these and I can't. Like, I physically can't get rid of one. But I feel, yeah, I feel like you're rocking all of them, though. Oh, no, it's so hard sometimes. Some days <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? Like, the, the, the world is upside down. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't show. Because I'm like, how does she do it? Like, Morgan's just killing it. Hey, well, this Always. is me, me telling you that I am not. <laughs> the, when, I, when you don't see me post on social media and you hear that I'm binge watching things, it's because I'm literally in a, a rat hole because I don't want to come out. Yeah, you're like, don't oh. want to take care of my house. I don't want to work. I don't want to do anything. Thank goodness I do have a dog that loves to sleep because she will stay in there with me. But, you know, like there, you just don't realize like when you look and you feel so happy about all of it. Uh-huh. But you're like. Okay, but this is so much to keep up with. Right. You want all of it. You can't just pick two. You mm-hmm. need all in your life to have a balanced life. You know, that's yeah. what it is. And you should. But it's so much harder to keep up with all of that and, and do all of that than people think. Yeah. Like, And like so, working moms too. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, yes. You're amazing. Seriously. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> giving like, a shout out to everybody right now who's just doing all of the work uh-huh. and doing all the things to keep up with their life. Because sometimes that is just literally the hardest. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it. Hey, Keep it I up. don't know how Woo. you do it. Everybody's got their things. Mm-hmm. They Sucks. It's also awesome. Yes. You know, it's our, it's our weird balance. But so we're, we're here to say good job to all the people.
we got this. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Go, Here's your motivation. Going into a holiday yeah. weekend so you can go have some R&R. Right. You know? Right. Okay. Well, before I keep going on a random tangent, <laughs> um, here is Lunchbox. Uh, he, he found a wallet and he wanted a reward. But did he get one? Number five. So I am walking towards the playground at the park and I step on something in the grass. And I look down and I pick it up and it's a lady's wallet. So it's like... Um, and has credit cards in it, has a library card, some business cards. And I'm like, wow, driver's license. Someone dropped their wallet at the park. Did you open it up and look and see what yeah. the name was? Yes, because it's it's not even you don't even have to open it up because all the credit cards are on the outside. It's just like a little folder thing. And I pull out the credit cards. I'm like, oh, their name. And I look them up on Facebook and then I keep digging through and I find the driver's license. And I'm like, oh, I got the address. So I'm going to be a good citizen. I'm going to go ahead and return it. So how far from where you were standing to the front door of this person's house? Two and a half miles. So they were just playing at the park, forgot it, lost it, fell lost out of the pocket. It. Yeah. And so I, I got in the car, drove over there, I knock on the door, and I give it back to the lady. And you saw her? Saw her. Was, she, her. Did, was she so happy that you... So excited. She was like, oh, my goodness. Blames her daughter who likes oh. to go through the stroller and take things out and guess took this out, dropped it on the ground. So... I'm excited. Now the question I have for you is, how much did she give me as a reward? There are four options on the board. Was there cash in the wallet? There was no cash because I looked. Of course he did. (laughs) And when you first saw the wallet. I thought, cha-ching. Okay, that's what you thought. Yeah. More than anything. More than anything. Okay. Yeah, it it, it was like a... a, a By the way, great, great job. Great gesture. Nice, nice thing to do. Take it back. But first it was cha-ching, and the second was to do something nice. Yes, okay. and it was pink. It was nice. It was a Tiffany & Company wallet. Oh, wow. so they so got a little money. They, well, they live in a fancy house? The house was looking pretty nice. Yeah. I had a couple of nice cars in the driveway, and I was like, all right. I had a, had a nice stroller, a couple of nice bikes on the patio, and yeah. I was like, okay, let's go. What are the options? The options are A, none, B, $20, C, $50, or D, one hundred dollars. Okay, can I ask a couple questions? Yep. Did you ask for a reward? No, because that's not the way to do it. If you ask for a reward, they're going to be like, taken back. They're going to think I stole the wallet. So I just went up and said, hey, I was playing at the park, and I found this wallet. Amy, the options are none, 20, 50, and 100. I mean, I hate this for a lunchbox, but since she had no cash in the wallet, it makes me think she might not have cash at all. And so... Unless she like said, "What's your Venmo?" Which is How not likely. She? Uh, she was like thirty-three, oh, okay, maybe. and she is a Sapphire Preferred member. Just so you oh. know, that's a credit card. I got it right here. If you okay. want to see Sapphire Preferred, did you write down her credit card number? Oh my gosh, she took a picture of it. <laughs> okay, all right. So I'm gonna say, unfortunately for Lunchbox. No money was given as a reward, but she was very grateful. Yeah, and she has health insurance through Cigna, if you want to see her. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going okay. to <laughs> go with none as well. Oh, really? You don't even think she did? Well, something? you don't either. Well, I know, but I, didn't I know think if someone doing. were to bring it to me, depending who, if it was an adult man, I'd probably just say thank you. If it was a kid, I'd hook him up. Mm-hmm. I would treat it like a trick-or-treater. If it's a kid, he's got a bag. I put a bunch of candy in his bag. If it's an adult, I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? So I would say thank you, but I would not give you any money. Ray, do you know the answer to this? I do not. What do you want to guess? 
$20, it's a popular denomination, so give me that. Okay. Uh, we have a clip that's 30 seconds long. And so in this clip, we hear it all. Yeah, there's me going up and knocking on the door and her coming to the door. Is it weird that you're recording her? No, it's not weird at all. And okay. I and I do wear my mask because still some people, like, when I'm going to their house, I don't know how people feel. So if I sound a little muffled, I had my mask on just to be respectful. So thoughtful. Here we go. <laughs> we were just at park and I we found that laying on the ground by Thank the swing so set. Much. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> and my wife sent you a message on Facebook. So if oh, you get on Facebook and there's some you. random message from a lady, that was my wife. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah. This one likes to go through the backpack and get everything out. Yeah. I good job. Good job. So yeah. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. Wow. That was it. Shut the door. That was shut the door. I mean, I even threw out the hero line, so she'd be like, "Oh, well, let me at least get you a reward." Nothing. If you weren't an adult man, she'd have given you uh, some sort of reward. But what what difference does it make? I'm an adult man. You can make your own money. You do things for people. People do things for you as an adult. I saved her such a headache and such. I mean, she would have to go to the DMV. She would have to call her Cigna. She would have to call. And hopefully somebody does that for you. The Sapphire Preferred. She would have had to do all that. And I I mean, she would have to go to Tiffany and get her a new wallet. Lunch is going to create a troll account now. You're like, I have all your information. If you don't reward me in (laughs) Bitcoin, I'm going to. So what are you going to do with those pictures of her stuff? Ooh, um, you could tell her, hey, Venmo me this or this goes public. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> No, like, I'm not. Listen, guys, I didn't take a picture of the credit card number. I just took a picture of the difference. Hey, sure you didn't. No, we yeah. believe you. You're it. <laughs> All right, he got zero. Uh, what's Amy and I's reward for getting it right? Yeah. Hey, good job, guys. If you were a kid, I'd give you a lot of money. <laughs> but since you're not, nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We had Dirks Bentley on the show this week, and yes, he has been living it up in the mountains in Colorado and basically doing all of the adventure things, and we found out, you know, why, what he's loving, what he's been doing with his time off the road, and he almost didn't want to get back into music. I know, so crazy, but we're so glad that didn't happen. He talks literally all about that and more, so make sure you check out this interview, whether it's listening to it right here or go watch it at bobbybones.com because it's a good one. Number four. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Dirk Bentley. What's up, buddy? You in your backyard or what? I am, man. Back here. Got my dog, Emmy, right here. Sweet Emmy. And uh, Bear, come here. Oh, he actually Coming listens up. and comes to you when you call him. How amazing is that? He does. Yeah, it's a, it's a training. It's, it's a good thing. And so which uh, state are you in right now? I'm home in, uh, well, I'm in Colorado, which is feels like home. So. And you spent most of last year there, right? I spent all last year here. Yeah, we came out in March, and then uh, everything stopped. And so I just put the uh, the kids in school here, and we stayed here. And uh, came back to Nashville uh, in January and uh, started working on some music. And uh, then I'm, I'm back out here now and, and uh, still working on music. <laughs> Can you roam <laughs> around stopped. where you are in Colorado without people stopping you and being like, that's Dark Bentley? Yeah, no, totally. That's one of the things I love about it here. I'm just the guy that likes to... Get outdoors, and uh, most of my friends here are biking and hiking and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, so it's just a good community of people here. I just played the uh, the Bluegrass Festival here in Telluride, and uh, so that was the first time a lot of people had heard me play music or even uh, had you know thought about me in that way. So it's it's good. It's a good group of people, and I feel like I'm able just to be, uh, you know, just be myself here. I see um, he's outside now, but I see on Instagram he's always doing something. Dirk Bentley's on. He's he's hiking. He's biking. He's riding skateboards. At my age, I kind of feel like I've got to pick 
you know, not do them all at once. Are you not worried about being injured at all? I am. I hurt my, my neck has been hurting me old man stuff, you know, but, uh, like I have a C4, C5 disc that's pressing against my nerve, which makes my right arm kind of go dead from time to time. But, uh, and I took a big fall. I was doing like a hundred mile gravel bike race. It took me seven hours and I went over the handlebars on mile 60, hit my head really hard, hit my hip really hard. But, uh, I was worried that since the disc is already pressing against my spinal cord, that's not a, you, you kind of want to avoid, uh, like neck and head injuries as much as possible. So I worry about it a little bit and I try to do some stretching and stuff, but, uh, it sounds terrible. Man, you got to like, get it while you can. It's like a terrible <laughs> injury. Have you, you seen a doctor about this? You wrecked, you went over yeah. the top of your bike, 60 miles into a hundred mile oh, race. Man, I, yeah. I was going down this gravel section, trying to make up time. I was the downhill section finally. And, uh, I was probably going like 30 and I just couldn't make the turn and just veered off to the, the right. And I knew it was gonna be bad, but luckily I think your body just kind of knows how to like protect itself. And I full endo and hit my head and my hip, but it was kind of a, the best fall I, I probably could have had. And I was able to finish the, the ride. Um, it hurt for a little while, but you went uh, 40 more miles after that wreck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you chasing gotcha. here? I need to be psychologist for a second. What are you chasing here with all this extreme stuff right now, Dirks? I, yeah, I think for me, when everything stopped last year, some people like used that time to go, you know, deep diving into writing and, and deeper into music. I did the exact opposite. I kind of ran away, kind of like the song "Gone" says. I kind of just ran away from from music and made up the making up for lost time, just being outdoors. I spent the last twenty years, which I loved, but I've been on a tour bus or backstage in a gravel parking lot or hungover and tired and just, you know, or or fired up on Red Bull and vodka, ready to rock. And I just needed a. I needed to kind of shift the paradigm a little bit. So I just changed a lot of things and uh, I've just been making up for um, that, that lost time by being uh, outdoors. And and I used to love biking. I just haven't had a chance to do it as often. So um, in the last uh, last year, I kind of got after it a little bit more. Dirk Bentley's on with us. Let me mention this. His upcoming amphitheater run, the 2021 Beers on Me Tour, will kick off yes. with Riley Green and Parker McCollum August 13th in Salt Lake City. Tickets for the entire tour up at Dirk's. Dot com. Let me ask you this about your live shows. What song five years old or more do you hear the largest crowd pop from whenever you start the song? Oh, gosh, that's a great question, man. Five years old or more. I mean, still, what was I thinking is still a huge part of the show. Uh, I Hold On, is that five years old? That song is... Uh, that's probably five years oh, old. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's probably the song. I feel like, you know, it's fun. We just did, did a five-day run to the South about a month and a half ago. We played all these kind of iconic country bars you always want to play starting off uh like cotton eye joe's and blind horse saloon and it was two thousand people packed in there it's such a great way to get back on the road to go back and play those just like you would know playing the smaller clubs it's like you can't hide they're, they're just right there in front of you and you got to be on your game or not so it's a great way to get back into it. and i feel like uh you know i started those shows off with gone which is a new song and that was great to hear the little bit of the oh my gosh it's that song but i hold on it's just a song that connects Everybody, it's it's uh, you got the party songs, you got the heavier songs, but I hold on it's just a song that everyone feels like they can kind of have their own story for, and uh, just feels personal to everybody, maybe because it's so personal to me. Let's talk about Gone for a second. It is your latest number one, uh, yeah. So, when you record this song, was this an instant, hey, we got to send this right to radio? I was out here and the song came to me on the computer, thanks to Nicole Galleon and Ben Johnson and Nico Moon, and uh my my wife heard it 
and she made me start working it up. I was like, I can't it's too the range is too much. You know, it's at that low part. And it goes hike. It's too rangy for me. And she actually has a video of this of us upstairs in our my house here. And uh, and she uh, she has a video of me like trying to work it up. I, I think I flipped her off and told her to f off. I'm like, I'm in such a bad mood. I didn't want to go. I don't. I just didn't really want to work on music. I was gone. And uh, I started working it up. And it you know it's so it's funny how I got it started. It was really because my wife was was beating me up because she loved the song. And uh, yeah, I think I knew pretty much when we'd written it or when we recorded it that um, just felt great. I did it with David Garcia as a producer and I had some Jerry Douglas come in and put some Dobro on there and uh, but still has that big low end that uh, David's great doing. And um, I just love the way it sounded. And I love the idea of this song that sounds like a kind of a COVID title, but it's really a relationship song and kind of uses that as a metaphor for something we've all felt in the last year. Uh, yeah, so it's just, I'm really thankful for that tune, man. I'm thankful to the songwriters back in Nashville. And, and uh, I'm excited. It's almost number one. Well, it is number one. That's right. It yeah, is number, number one. one. <laughs> it <laughs> is. I don't know. Count your chickens. They hatched. He's been All right. gone. All right. <laughs> uh, Dirk says a, a big festival happening. Um, and, yes. And so with this, this Seven Peaks, that's how many peaks, right? Seven Peaks? Seven Peaks. There's seven, seven 14ers visible from the campsite. Seven Peaks. You sell a 420 elevation VIP package. Did you come up with yeah. that number yourself? Did you get a giggle in when you set that price? We like 420. We usually announce the tour on four, uh, the festival on 420 as well. Yeah, I like I'm all, all about 420. Can I, I mean, get a, and, uh, a $69 discount? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Hot Country Nights stage, actually, yes. The Hot Country Nights on Friday night, it's a $69 discount, yes. And you and Urban are the headliners. I'm right about that, right? You and Keith Urban? Yeah, Keith. So thankful uh, that he's going to come out there and do it and – you know, I, not to go into sales pitch mode, but anyway, you can ask any fan. You can ask Keith the day after he plays the festival. I mean, it's, it's it is the best one out there because it's just the most it's it's just the most fun. Even without music, just being in that area for Labor Day weekend when it's you know 100 degrees everywhere else, and here it's like 70 degrees. You're up in the mountains, and it's just a Colorado vibe of everyone being laid back and and cool. And I can actually walk around the whole festival and go talk to people and and check out their tents or their you know their glamping setups, and it's just. It's mellow. It's uh, it's fun when the show starts, but it's just a good vibe. And uh, Keith's going to love it. Miranda played it one year, and she was supposed to leave the next day. She didn't. She stayed over for the next two nights. Um, it's just got a great great energy. I'm super happy Happy it's happening. I didn't know if we'd get renewed after uh, COVID because we're not making any money yet. And so it's, it's a, I'm thankful Live Nation is has agreed to take another shot on it. And I hope they do make money on it. I don't care about the money. I just want to be able to hang out in a – Buena Vista, Colorado, every Labor Day weekend for a week. Well, we're having a couple festivals ourselves, Bobby Fest in Texas and Kansas. I like that. Well, hold on a minute. We only had to do that because we still haven't been invited to play the Seven Peaks. So oh, just, come on. We haven't. Listen, I'm looking. At, well, I, mean, I like that. <laughs> Here we go again. YMCA. <laughs> just to stay All right, listen. You, you, you're doing great, kid. You have 19 number ones now. That is that is yeah. insane. Nineteen number one songs. You got another one here with "Gone." Congratulations, you are you're killing it. Your hair is long. Your beard's long. Are you gonna do any sort of like trimming, or is this just the new Dirks? Uh, my son also has equally long hair, so I think we're gonna go in and get matching haircuts. Not sure what we're doing yet. He's got some hockey camps coming up, so I think we got to keep. We're gonna have to keep the flow uh, for that. But um, I don't know what I'm doing. I've just uh, the shows. You know, the tour starts in late July for real and uh, figure it out. Just uh, enjoying living. You look great. You are great. Congratulations, Dirks. Uh, let's play Gone Thanks, now. Thanks, man. Your number one Hi, song this week. Around the room there. 
I heard, I heard Amy over there. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's my seat? Oh, it's not in here. So oh we my, had a, what? well, we got a new studio. So we got new chairs that match the studio. the The chair is still here. It's too in, small for her table in the building, but it doesn't. Unbelievable. Like we still have it though, so the seat is doing well. I'm just not currently sitting. Well, I knew I knew Bobby subbed me out for John Party a long time ago, but I figured I'd always have you <laughs> as my my ride ride or die. Yeah, I can't well, believe it. The chair's here. Wow. I'll go find it in a minute. There he is, wow. everybody. Dirk's <laughs> Bentley. All right, see you, Dirk. All right, bye. Bye. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Bobby's wedding is coming up in a few months, and of course, that means his bachelor party is also coming up. And Eddie has a really huge surprise for Bobby for the bachelor party. Well, a few surprises, I should say. Bobby planned the whole thing, you know, didn't want any surprises. Eddie, who is his best man, made sure to still have surprises. So they talk about that. (laughs) It gets a little weird. Bobby may be a little uncomfortable and mad at Eddie. I'm not really sure, but you know. This is just what went down, and you can hear all firsthand how Bobby felt about possible surprises for his bachelor party. Number three. Amy, should I feel ridiculous? I I feel embarrassed to talk about a bachelor party because I'm 41 years old. Right, but you're... Is, but isn't that weird? Am I not a little too old for going my bachelor party? Well, what do you want to call it? Your I don't know. pre-wedding celebration yeah. with your boys? Like hang out with my friends before the wedding party? yeah. I mean, I guess ultimately it is up to you, but I don't think anybody's thinking twice about it. Like, I don't think they're like, oh, Bobby's 41 and shouldn't be having a bachelor party. It's your first wedding. I mean, if it was like your fourth wedding, you'd be like, okay, yeah. stop it with the bachelor party. <laughs> but I think it's totally acceptable and fine. Well, Eddie, who is on the show, is, is my best man. And to be fair and honest, I have not given him an opportunity to plan any of it, at least for the most part, until very, very recently. I've planned the whole thing myself because, again, I'm a 41-year-old man. And like I'm like, let me plan this. I'll get travel there. I will. Uh, we're going to, to, to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, I'm going to plan a lot of the stuff that we're doing. And then Eddie tells me, you're never going to believe what we're doing. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I planned the whole thing. Like, what? Did you? Is there something else I don't know about? Yeah, so we kind of have a theme going. and we. we oh, no, not a theme. We've been, we've been, me and some of the guys, we're in a text thread, and we're kind of bouncing around ideas. But we have events planned at Nightbones that I think you're going to love. No, there's like no matching T-shirts. Events at night? Uh, oh, what do you Uh-oh. mean? Uh-oh. <laughs> do you, you know about it? Caitlin's okay. in the Caitlin's in the room with Caitlin you. Caitlin right doesn't know anything about it. She anyway. She she just walked in the room with me. Do you oh, know anything? No. Do you know anything about it? Just yell yes or no. Yell yes or no. Yes. She said yes. Man, why why are these people that were why are they telling other people? It's supposed to be top secret. Who do you who told you who told you? I was I can't. Why she's she, on the group text. No, she's not. <laughs> She, I, no, wait, we're, I don't want to wear matching shirts that says like. Oh no! I uh, see. All your groomsmen wear black, and then you wear a white one. No, 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 guys. <laughs> yeah. We're not sixteen. But it's a bachelor party, bones. This is the whole thing. It's yeah. a, we're adult men. Once in a lifetime, buddy. We're gonna have fun with this. Mm-hmm. I could realistically have an adult kid if I'd have had one twenty years ago. This is true. <sighs> Well, now I'm weirded out. Yeah, I, me too. And I'm really upset that somebody has leaked out to Well, Caitlin. Caitlin hasn't told me a dang thing because she just walked in the room. Uh, we're, we're doing the show from uh, California Ugh. today. And she came over into the room and I said that. She kind of lit up and she's like, oh, no, they're matching shirts. Oh At least gosh. let them be cutoffs. Wait, well, we, if that's what you want, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs>
She didn't say that. She didn't say matching shirts. Okay. She said she didn't say it. You lit up though part of it. She knows something. Oh, oh. Well, 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 you know what? We might just go back to the drawing board and change things up. Oh, no. there's um, bachelor party tees that are available. There's some that say last ride. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We have a theme with that, too. We already have a name, Bones. Oh, no, name. that's not a yeah! name for it. Uh, Caitlin's shaking her head like, yes, there's a name for it. She knows the name, too. Do you know the name? She said we're having a lingerie night for me where I wear a different lingerie. No. In no, front of you guys. No, we're not. <laughs> no, yeah, y'all try not, it on. Unless, unless some of the guys are doing something behind my back. Mike, do you know about this? No. You don't know? No. Are you lying? No. Yes, he's lying. No, I Mike, can tell Mike, in the inflection. No, Mike has no clue. So he's not on the group thread? Wait, I'm not on a group thread. Oh. Not this one. But Mike he, should be. He has nothing to do with this part of the planning. Mike has other duties, but not, not this part. Guys, I'm not 19. Oh, boy. No, you've said that multiple times. We know. All right. Now I'm weirded out. I thought I had the whole thing planned. There would be no surprises. <laughs> we would go. We play ball. We play golf. We, pl- we play more ball. We grill. <laughs> There's a shirt, Bobby, that you can wear that has two thumbs pointing up to your face. Wait, and wait, then wait. it says, Shh. That might be it. <laughs> well, it's on Amazon. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. This guy's getting married. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Is that it? It's okay. A, it's well, like that. oh shoot. <laughs> you know what, Eddie? You know I'm gonna tell you this because this sometimes Caitlin tells me you just have to let go and let your people do stuff for you. That's right. And let go of control. So since I've controlled 95 percent of this, <laughs> I will give you the other five percent. I appreciate that. Thank you. And we're having fun with it. I'll just tell okay. you that. Okay. And then uh, okay. What? Nothing. I just speak, feel speak like you should. Typically, grooms have no control over anything. And Amy, you- who are you talking to right now? Okay, I'm talking to you. Right. And you know I'm a control freak. Yeah, but this is like a one time in your life to just let loose and mm-hmm. let let it be and let your friends take over. All right, over. Paul McCartney, appreciate that. <laughs> let it be. And let's be real, Bones. After you get married, there's no more like you in control. So this Well, is there's it. already not a lot of me of that anymore. <laughs> let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. All right, a little controversial game this week. We played it twice. One has to go, you know. All of our listeners were up in arms over this segment, mostly because they were making us choose between artists, right? Like Garth Brooks and George Strait and Alan Jackson. And how do you choose between all of those, Mm -hmm. right? How do you? Or like Dolly Parton, Reba, and Shania. Right. And nobody... You know what? Nobody defended my girl Shania, and I was really I upset about that. I realized that. I was like, oh, she's not going to like that. Mm. <laughs> it was just really hard, though, because Dolly and Reba are also just legends. I know. But I want to play our own version. I will not include any artists. Okay, good. We're going to try and keep this semi-easy, <laughs> like, you know, not death-defying and not controversial. So here we go. One has to go. Ice cream, cookies, or cake? Oh. I know. That's hard. I know. I, I'll go first, because okay. I think I have... My answer, but it's ice cream. It is? Yeah. I I have noticed that I will only typically eat ice cream if it's accompanied by pie or a brownie <laughs> or a cookie okay. or a cake, ice cream cake. I just don't really like ice cream by itself. Wow. Like As I Jenny's? got older, yeah, I just don't like like eating it by the pint or anything yeah. like that. I I shifted away from that. Okay. So mine's ice cream. There I you know, go. Shocking. Um, Very I'm, controversial opinion. <laughs> I, I am sure of it. And, yeah. I'm going to say cake. 
cake yeah okay are you not a big cake fan not really i mean i like i guess like marble or whatever no i don't even like marble like the funfetti funfetti that's about oh. all i like mm. really red velvet no <gasps> nah. no and you don't like chocolate cake not i knew cho- that yeah not chocolate. vanilla i like that I like vanilla the or funfetti, funfetti. Well, and this is something interesting about you, too. Like, you don't like chocolate chip cookies. No! Ew! Yeah. Ew. Expl- explain yourself. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, it's mixing, like, a cookie with chocolate. And all together, like, the consist. that's just so weird. Like, so, you know what I mean? Is it the chocolate you don't like? It's mixing, taking a bite of a cookie, and you taste cookie, and you're excited that you're having just, like, cookie, and then this piece of chocolate sneaks its way in and you're chewing them together you're literally describing like eating trail mix but people always say it about the raisins and now you're saying it about chocolate chips yes. and cookies like i just pick around them i will do anything i can to just pick around the chocolate chips so your favorite flavor of cookie is uh well i do like oatmeal raisin <laughs> okay but in those cookies there's raisin popping out abby they're similar consistency i just don't and ew and when it's melted when the chocolate's melted like the fresh baked melted so gooey melty it's so yummy it's even worse oh (laughs) i okay but so do you not like chocolate Uh, i do like chocolate on its own you like chocolate like just in like a hershey's candy bar yeah not with anything else like not in cake like not in 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 cookies not chocolate ice cream have you ever had m&ms on popcorn no, I don't want no, to make, you yeah, wouldn't I do that. Mix it. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> noted. But your favorite Weirdo. flavor is oatmeal raisin of cookies? Yeah. Or snickerdoodles? Snickerdoodles, snickerdoodles good. Peanut butter, do you like peanut butter? Mm-mm. You don't like no. peanut butter. I can't really, no. I can't really do peanut butter. So intrigued right <laughs> so now. so weird. Every time you tell me this, my mind gets blown. No cake for you, no ice cream for me. Okay. Yeah. Yoga pants? Sweatshirts, sneakers. No, I know. No, I can't. I know. That. That's like what I wear every day. It's all literally, three. I have all three on right now. I know. I know. I'm well aware of how difficult this is. No, uh, I, yeah, how did you do that? You go. Okay. I gotta think. I think it would be sweatshirts because I think then I could wear like flannel or a jacket yeah. or something because I live in yoga pants and I love being able to wear comfortable shoes and that's sneakers for sure. So I think I could manage to find other things. Than a sweatshirt. Yeah, because I feel, I mean, yoga pants and sneakers go hand in hand. You basically yeah. wear them together. So I'm going to go sweatshirt Okay. also. Yeah, that was a tough one though, right? It was. I didn't I know, like I'm it. literally wearing it for <laughs> that entire outfit right now. Okay. Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, or Starbucks? Oh, I think I got it. Go. Taco Bell. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I also know you love coffee. <laughs> yes. Big hot. What's your go-to Starbucks order? Uh, sweet cream. Vanilla sweet cream cold brew. Extra sweet cream. Oh. It's so good. Yeah, you, you love say you your coffee. Have it, but you yeah. don't drink coffee. I don't, but you know Carla Marie from the Carla Marie and Anthony show? Yeah. She introduced me to these, um, the Seattle Gummy Company, and they have caffeinated gummies. So if you're not a coffee drinker or can't drink coffee for some reason, you can have these little confident, and they're amazing. They, they are? work. Really? Yeah. Do they I just they... ordered so much of them. Ooh. They're do, amazing. Do they make you jittery? No. No. They just, they do the job. I mean, I guess they could. I, I guess I didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably pay attention. Maybe not. But I don't think they do. Like, I really do. I took one before um, Mike's wedding because I was super tired from traveling all day. Mm-hmm. And then I took one the other day when I was really powering through, like, work. And so, no, I don't, I never got the jitters. 
You only do one? Mm-hmm. You can do one or two. Oh. Like each one gummy is like a full cup of espresso. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You should probably And it kept me awake. Like, like I didn't take a nap. And then I, at night I went to sleep fine. Okay. So I love them. There you they're kind of like my little melatonin gummies. <laughs> Wait, the opposite of melatonin? Yeah. But like they're both, <laughs> yeah. a ma- they're both magical. One gives me sleep. One gives me energy. Yeah. I mean, a lot of gummies lately. <laughs> oh my. That's all I have my vitamins in is gummies. I have like 10 gummies a day. It's like, it's It's like like the reverse opposite. You know, you're supposed to grow up and not have gummies anymore. We did like the reverse of that. Yeah, (laughs) I did. Like my counter is like five bottles of gummies. All gummies. I look like a kid. Yeah, but it makes it more fun to take all your vitamins. Exactly. Okay. So, so Taco Bell for you. I am not getting rid of Taco Bell. I know. And honestly, I don't drink coffee. And another controversial opinion, I don't like Chick-fil-A. Wow, really? I mean, I don't eat chicken, so uh-huh. the most yeah. I can get from there is mac and cheese. Um, but I do love a good hot chocolate every now and again mm-hmm. from Starbucks. So I think I'm gonna go Chick Fil A. Okay, wow. I know that don't is a very. Ba- I know she hates me <laughs> for it, but she also loves Taco Bell with me, so it it works out. Yeah, it balances. Yes, and I will go to Chick Fil A for her, just not for me. I'm kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't see the hype really of Chick Fil A, but. Well, and everybody yeah. has chicken sandwiches now. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Everybody. Like, even Taco Bell has chicken tacos. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what happened? And you're like, I don't I'm, even eat chicken. So I, I don't know. even care. There's chickens everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Chick-fil-A. That's controversial. Okay. Olive Garden, Texas Roadhouse, or Buffalo Wild Wings? Mm. You got yeah. it? That was a pretty easy one for you. It was. Okay. Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah? Yeah. Are you? I just don't. I love the others. Olive Garden. Well, all of those are staples in, the bread, in Kansas. Mm. So that's kind of why I chose yeah, them. I know. Well, the breadsticks, yes. And then the the bun or the bread. bread, yes, mm-hmm. and the butter. So you can't beat those. Okay, so B-dubs. Yep. I, this is hard for me because I did work at B-dubs for five years. You did? I did. That was my first job ever and basically my only job until college. Were you a host? Or I was both? a host turned takeout turned... Um, food delivery turned, not food delivery, but like an expo person uh-huh. turned server. So I did it all. There you go. I mean, you worked there long enough. You, <laughs> yeah. I was at the point where I could have started to be a bartender, but then I, I went to college. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd say, I, 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 this is a good thing for Bita's, but I'll still eat there. I worked there that long and I'll still eat there. So good sign. That is good. Yes. Yeah. Everything's great. Um, I always snuck a lot of carrots and ranch in the back when you I was did. waiting for the wings. Yeah. Also, because yeah, I'm not, I'm vegetarian. I was still a vegetarian then. Oh, right. Yeah. So I, so you I didn't eat wings, the, but I loved all their appetizers. Fried pickles, mozzarella sticks, oh, everything. Queso. Yeah. I like that you still like it after working there because mm-hmm. I worked at Red Robin and I will never, I'm scarred for oh, life. Okay. Like, I just can't. PSA, don't go there. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's well, one time I was very hungover and I didn't really drink that much, but this was at, right, the day after New Year's. Oh. Which is so dumb Which is also to brutal. say you're going to work, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to be there at 1030. And I just remember I'm carrying these burgers and fries to someone's table. And I almost threw up on the, I had to run to the bathroom after. I was like, can you imagine if I'm carrying it? And then you happened? just vomit all over yes. the tray. The food tray. <laughs> so now I just, oh, it was bad. Okay, so not as much about their cleanliness as much yes. as you just have a not bad them. experience. It's not re- against them. It was a lot of work, a lot going on. Because they do like, you have to sing to people for their birthday, you know? Oh, yeah. And then they have like float like root beer floats for the kids and then a birthday Sunday. there was just a lot happening in balloons <laughs> there's a lot going <laughs> the on the whole thing <laughs> everything do you have any um 
Do you have any trade secrets like you would tell somebody to do this if they go to Red Robin? Like, you know how you like kind of make your own things? Did you ever do that uh, at Red Robin? I really didn't. I mean, a lot of people did. You know, they would have. I mean, I guess I really don't. I mean, everybody would get. It was just very like demanding because people would all get their own fries and stuff and their mm. own dipping sauce and kind of like switch things up and make their own burgers. And I didn't even really eat burgers because I ate like super healthy like when I was in high school and college. And so I was just like, I don't know what's happening. This is a lot going on, you know? <laughs> like, I didn't even eat any of the food there. I had, like, salads. That was really uneventful, Abby. <laughs> I know. I was really hoping for a Red Robin trade secret, and you gave me nothing. Do you? Um, well, yeah. The Something you wouldn't expect to go, I, a big sweet person, and I know you would not eat this, but mm. I think a lot of people would. They have bomb chocolate cake. And if you tell them you want chocolate cake and to warm it up before they add the ice cream and then they add all the fudge sauce on it, I'm telling you, it is so delicious and something you would not expect from a Buffalo Wild Wings. Really? Yeah. I, I ate no it often. Idea. Maybe once a week when it, when they first came out. Like, I, we would, there would be a few of us workers and we would order one and we, and we would eat it together before we all went home. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. No idea. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yours is much better than mine. Yeah. And if you I work at a Buffalo Wild Wings, you get 50% off. Oh yeah. Everything. We got 50% off. Yeah. See, there's a there's a bonus of working at a restaurant. There is. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> kind of. One more. And I think I already know your answer because you don't do two of these. <laughs> Music, movies, or TV shows. Oh, there's two. I don't know which one to pick. Actually, can I just pick one that I want to stay? Nope. You, you have to keep two that stay and one that goes. Movie. Movies out. Okay. <laughs> TV show. I Ooh. I made these really easy on you and apparently really difficult on myself. I know. Is that hard? Yes. <laughs> but but I think movies too. I listen really? to music all the time and TV shows like you can keep on in the background. Movies only last like two hours. That's true. But you watch a lot of movies. I do. This is hard for me. Like movie marathons. What are you going to do? Just watch TV marathons. I can do the same with that. I can watch okay. TV marathons. I've been re-binging Sex in the City. Oh, have you seen one. that? Yes, I have. Okay. That's another one. Go. See, you have a lot more than I think you think you do. I think I'm better at hearing it and being like, yes, than pulling it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not really caring to keep them in your brain after you watch them is, is really what it is. And that's right. fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, that was not fun. <laughs> no. The very unfortunate side of us introducing this game is, is that we have to get rid of something we love. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it wasn't awkward though. You well, know? and I'm also glad that it's not real. You're true. Mm -hmm. I can I, do that. I'm no. not good at making decisions, let alone when you make me choose things between all the stuff I love. That's probably why I was like, I know it's not real. So it was easier. If I knew it was actually real, I would stay here all day and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to do pros and cons of each one. Oh, yeah. Let me seriously <laughs> contemplate this yeah. before I do any of that. Right. Agreed. Okay. Well, that was fun. It kind was. Of. Yeah. Well, here's the the one has to go game. They made it a lot more difficult because they added artists and all these things. I'm telling you, it was controversial. Y'all were like up in arms. Half of y'all loved it and half of y'all really hated it. Number two. All right, let's play one has to go. Okay, I'll, I'll name you three things. Amy, Eddie, pick the one that has to go. Like you, you have to eliminate one of them, okay? Okay. Here are the three things. American Idol, America's Got Talent, or The Voice. One of them you eliminate forever. I'm going to eliminate <laughs> America's Got Talent. Because I, I saw that on TV the other night, and I was like, this show's still going? 
This I bet this gets held against me later in life. At oh some boy! Point. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a yeah. job. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Hey, we were gonna offer you the." Uh, then we heard this clip, but I'm gonna go. America's Got Talent. If one has to go, Amy. I actually wrote that down before you said it, mainly because I, you and Luke are on American Idol, and then you know I don't want Blake Shelton to be out of work, so I chose American Got Talent. American Got Talent? <laughs> America's Got Talent. <laughs> that may be the reason, I guess, subconsciously I picked it, too, because I'm not connected to that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, Eddie? Well, out of the three, there's one I've never seen, and that's America's Got Talent. <laughs> so let's just get rid of that one. Okay, that one leaves. Okay. One has to go. Garth Brooks. Oh. <laughs> what? George Strait. No. Or Johnny Cash. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Now, let me let me talk you guys through this on my, my side. I'm in. Growing up in Arkansas, we didn't have a lot of Arkansans that we could have looked up to as someone who left, was proud, and made a name saying, hey, I'm from Arkansas. And Johnny Cash was one of them because my grandmother was so proud of him. So I have to leave Johnny Cash in. And Garth Brooks is the greatest of all time. So I eliminate George Strait. And he didn't call us. And he didn't call us whenever Eddie walked 100 miles. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Amy? Whatever. Um, I have to eliminate Johnny Cash. Bye. Wow. <laughs> Eddie? Look, man, I'm not mad. I promise you I'm not mad. <laughs> yes, y'all are, you're eliminating but George, too. I am definitely disappointed that he wasn't at the finish line, didn't call anything during my walk. So, George, I'm sorry. You got to get out of here. Okay. Wow. Man. Let's do a couple more. You guys I like mean, this think game? about it. Without George, that entire walk, all that money raised would have never happened. I'm still, I'm not mad. I'm not mad, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next up, Dolly Parton, Shania Twain, or Reba. I just do not like this segment, but okay. I know, this segment sucks. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, This one's easy for me. Oh, can I tell you guys a funny story? Yes. Sure. So uh, I'm going to tell you, I eliminate Shania Twain. Then I'm going to tell you the story. Because you can get no better than Dolly and Reba. Shania is awesome. She wouldn't be in this category, but she's not Reba or Dolly. That being said, I was at the Opry last week, and I was doing a thing with Reba. And for those that don't know, I've performed at the Opry 15, 20 times. I host a TV show. I produce a TV show about the Opry with the Opry. The Opry is very much in my blood. It has been since my grandmother made me watch it as a kid. And I say made me because I was always like, why do I want to watch this show? But then it was what we did. And I love it for that because when it came off TV, we'd listen on the radio. We watch it on TNN. We listen. That being said, I'm, and it's always been my dream to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry at some point for being like a comedian, um, like host, announce, whatever it is, whatever they want to put me in, they're great. And so I'm on stage, and they go, "Okay, we need you to go out and do like five minutes of material as Reba does a, a, a clothes change because she shot her segment for the Opry." She was going to go change clothes. She was going to come out and shoot a segment for NBC and some 4th of July special. And so they, they say, hey, go out and do five minutes of just comedy material. I was like, great, no problem. So I go out and I got my earpiece in. And I'm like, oh, I'm telling jokes. I'm talking to the crowd a little bit. Just happy the Opry's back in full. Well, and they, they hit me in the mirror. They say, hey, we need you. We need to extend it a little bit. I'm like, all right. They said, give us three more minutes. Well, three minutes is a lot for just to stand on stage. and go. So I'm like, okay, no problem. So what was five minutes turned into, I believe, 18 minutes. So they're just like, hey, keep extending, keep extending, keep, keep. So it was 18 minutes of material. When I do an Opry set, it's only 11 minutes. So I had to be up there for 18 minutes, and I'm telling jokes. Luckily, I was feeling pretty good. I was on. 
And so Reba comes out, and I know Reba a little bit, thank God. She's the greatest. And she comes up, and she puts her hand on my shoulder as I've been, um, you know, feeling. And for a brief moment, I thought she was going to invite me to be a member of the Opry. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, and you know what she said? Hey, you're funny. Thanks for killing time. Oh. But oh I thought, gosh. Amy, I tensed up. My butt cheeks tensed up. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Oh, my God, this is it. The dream I've been waiting for my whole life. And she put her hand on my shoulder and went, Hey, thanks. That's pretty funny. Thanks for coming. Are people was, always, I mean, is that how it is? It always like a yes, big surprise? surprise. Like always a big surprise. They, obviously, they're there, but they, and they're performing or whatever, but they don't know when it's actually going to happen. Correct. Okay. And I thought, <laughs> I didn't think it was coming, but when she wouldn't stop walking toward me in slow motion, I was like, oh my God, this is it. And they got me. I even had a little thing where I was like, they got me. I thought, I never get got. And, it, and, and golly, they got me. And then she put in her hand slowly reached up from my shoulder. And I was like, oh, boy, this is it. And I started imagining my face because I wanted the pictures to be good of oh me getting gosh. invited to the Opry. <laughs> and so I got a big smile on my face. And I'm standing tall so not to get lost. And she goes, you're funny. And I'm like, yeah, and? Okay, I'll sing now. I'm like, what? And then I walked off and I know all the opera people. And they were like, hey, great job, man. We're sorry about that. And I'm like, but you guys didn't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> I told Kaylin she thought it was hilarious. Um, okay, so I eliminate Shania Twain. Go ahead. I, I also eliminate Shania Twain. Yeah. Eddie? Yeah, Reba, Dolly, those are legends. Shania, you're just not there yet. You're out. She's as close as it gets, though. Yeah, but no. Out of the three, you got to get rid of one of them? Shania. Yeah. I think Shania would eliminate herself, too, honestly, against the other two. All right, let's do a couple more. Alan Jackson, Brooks and Dunn, Oof. Tim McGraw. Ooh. Gosh, man, this is tough. I know. What do you got? Okay. Uh, you want me to go first? <laughs> sure, you do this one. Oh, my gosh. I guess I go Alan Jackson. This is just too Eddie? hard. Yeah, Bones, I'm going to have to go Alan Jackson. I love Tim, and I love Brooks and Dunn, so sorry, Alan. This is hard for you, though. What are you going to well, do? Well, first of all, Brooks and Dunn will never be eliminated. I, I, yeah, there's no chance, right? But it's like, uh, <laughs> this is tough. I eliminate Alan Jackson too, and and yeah, I eliminate Alan. So Brooks. Okay, one more. Christmas. Oh, your, what? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay. Your birthday. The birth of Jesus. Or right? Fourth of July. Oh, okay. Got easy. It's the birth of Jesus, the birth of you, or the birth of America. <laughs> it's up to you guys. So if we eliminate the birth of us. It's like. We don't not, we don't exist. Well, now you're going all back to the future on us, where you fade off in the picture. <laughs> okay. It erases. All right, I'm here. I'm. Um, I'm, I'm gonna here. eliminate Fourth of July. Yeah, Amy? I I too eliminate Fourth of July. Eddie, I think America will forgive us on this. You just gotta get rid of Fourth of July. Like yeah. out of those two, you gotta get rid of it. the Bobby Bone Show. All right, the game is which one has to go. I'll name you three things. You pick the one that has to go. Um. Friends, The Office, or Seinfeld? Which Ooh. one has to go? Which if you're eliminating them. Yeah, this is an easy one for me, too. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah I, you're older, so it makes sense. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Because I know which one you're struggling with. You're struggling with giving Seinfeld. And Se Seinfeld can kick rock. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Seinfeld goes for me. Amy? Seinfeld, bye. Wow. Eddie? Well, then, sorry, friends. Get out of here. I okay. like Seinfeld and The Office. Wow. All right. Um, I didn't write this one. This is a Mike D original. Uh, Luke Bryan, Chris Stapleton, or Keith Urban? Hmm. Wait. Which, which, which one has to go? Luke Bryan, Chris Stapleton, or Keith Urban? Oh, 
Chris Stapleton or Keith Urban? No, I don't like this. Yeah, this is tough. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm a, I, Does everybody I, get one pass? I pass. <laughs> no, we got to do this one, guys. Come on. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I like I like them all a lot. But because I have the closest relationship with Luke, I'm going to say Luke has to go because I can explain myself better to him if he was like, wow. what do you mean? So only because, yeah. No, I don't, that's tough. That's a tough one. So you just chose Luke? I had to because I feel like I'm close enough to him to be like, man, it was a bit. Sorry. I, I, just, <laughs> I was just joking. I was, I was just joking. kidding around, man. I was just kidding around. <laughs> Amy? I, oh, man. Um... Okay, I guess I'll go with Keith Urban. <gasps> I feel close wow. enough to him to tell him. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> hey, Keith. Eddie? No, I just did eeny, meeny, miny, mo on my paper. Yeah, sure you did. Amy, Eddie? Well, I, okay, so I, I do like them all. I, I really do. But I don't hear a lot from Chris Stapleton. If he doesn't have new music, I, I don't hear from the dude. I don't see interviews, nothing. He kind of goes in hiding, so I'm going to go with Chris. I mean, we're one of the only shows he does. Right. And well, we, we used to. We used to be the only show he did before Eddie said this. Now he's never coming <laughs> on again. Yeah. Yeah, we love all three of them for the record. Uh, how about Biggie, Tupac, or Eminem? Which Ooh. one has to get? Which <laughs> Ooh. Biggie, Tupac, or Eminem? I am, uh, for me, Tupac has to go. Oh, my gosh. You're crazy. Yeah. Because I, listen, if Biggie started today, he would still sound different than everybody else. And obviously, love Eminem. Um, Tupac has to go. Amy? Eminem. Eddie? I don't want to mess with no ghosts, so give me Eminem. Get out of here. I don't want to mess with the wow, dead. Wow, you guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Raymundo, Scuba Steve, or Mike D? <laughs> what? Raymundo, Scuba Steve, or Mike D? I'm not. They all, they're all so valuable yeah. here on this show. It's a tough one. Mike D wrote this one too. In case you guys are wondering, we didn't. Mike D. And since Mike D made it, put us in the situation, I'm picking Mike D just because he put us in an awkward place. <laughs> Punk. Yeah. Amy? I uh, scuba Steve bye. Wow, she even went bye. Well, afterwards. because it's I, it's awkward. I don't even want to make it a thing. But Mike D and Ray have been with us the longest, so yeah. you know, latest here, first to go. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, man, Scuba and I have spent a lot of good time during our walk. So he's staying, and then Ray's my dude. He's staying. Mike D's quiet. I think I can do without him. I do love oh, Mike oh. D. <laughs> But <laughs> he's quiet, so goodbye. All right, let's do one more. Uh, which one has to go. Pizza, burgers, or French fries? I think that was going to be pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all French fries, right, everybody? Yeah, French fries for me. I love French fries, but... Amy's still thinking. Give them to me again. Pizza, pizza for- French fries, or burgers? Oh, burgers. Really? I'll keep. I like pizza and fries. All right, one more. Old Dominion, Little Big Town, <laughs> or The Chicks? Okay, I'm in. Wow, chick. that was the, fast, Amy. Yeah, it's the chicks. They won't yeah. even do our show. I the support. Chicks. I support. Supported them forever, and they won't. They're like, now nah, we're too good for your show. All right, how you feel now? That kicked you off of the uh, pick a three <laughs> game. Yeah, I'm sure. It feels so good, does it? The chicks. Yeah. Uh, Amy. I mean, yeah, I love the chicks, but I'm. I, Me too. That's why I'm so disappointed in them. But like current stuff, like I'm into. You know, I don't want to kick out Old Dominion for sure or Little Big Town. Eddie? Nah, the chicks. Get them out of here. All right. You don't have to say get them out of here. That's like Amy going, (laughs) Scuba Steve, bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. A really fun moment on the show this week. It's always so cool when legends come in the studio and Amy Grant came in this week and everybody was geeking out. Bobby and Amy sang together to her. 
and she just talks about basically everything. Abby, do you have any like fun moments with like a legend? A country music legend. Ooh, Martina. Yeah. I got to meet her. Yeah. Because she's from which or she's from Kansas. Mm-hmm. And her husband's from Wichita. And so I well, I mean, I guess I went to a meet and greet that part of her fan club. It was kind of random. And I had never been to Nashville before. And so my mom and I came and we got to go to her studio and meet her. It was really cool. I uh, you went to her studio? Yeah. That's so cool. It was awesome. I'm jealous right now. It was really cool. Well, I, I, I say that because right after I told my my parents that Amy Graham was in the studio, my mom was like, yeah, you remember you used to sing with her on stage when you were a kid. I was like, wait, wait what? What? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm telling you, a lot of the memory bank is gone when it comes to my childhood. I apparently, because Amy Grant, she would bring kids up on stage for Christmas shows <gasps> in like two or three years in a row. I did this show and I was well, part of the little chorus, the little kid That's chorus. That's so cool. You didn't remember? Amy I remembered it after she said it. I uh-huh. was like, oh, yeah, I do. I remember the pictures. I, I was a little angel. Like, you literally looked like a little angel. That's so cute. And she had these Christmas shows, and I have pictures from it. I don't think I got a picture with Amy Grant. Like, she uh-huh. might be, and I might be somewhere in the background. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that I, I did sing on stage with Amy Grant, like, three times. Okay. Well, did you tell her? I didn't. When she was in? I didn't. I didn't <laughs> I know at the time. It wasn't until after. Oh, I was like, oh, true. yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's and awesome, I was, like, three years old. Like, I had no memory much of it besides the fact that my mom was like yeah it was a really cool moment but even you saying that right now to me I was like wait what did you just say because that's really cool not that I'm a great singer as we've established on the show <laughs> I think as a three-year-old I was just about as good as anybody else but I think you're great yeah you're you're kind you, I no. <laughs> yeah. no I gave up on that dream a long time ago Abby oh, no don't give up <laughs> oh my gosh no if I got to sing with Shania though Ooh, yeah. I mean, that would be everything because she's like the one I don't. Well, I guess Dolly I haven't met, but Shania I haven't either. And I can't imagine how amazing. Yes. I know you've met, you've met both. So, yeah. All of the above. Just any any like or, cool experience like that, I feel like is is different than just meeting them. Mm-hmm. Right. Experience. Yeah. I, my like my sister, we went to a Keith Urban co- concert in Wichita and, he, and she got chosen to go up on stage with them. What? You know how they pull like a fan on stage sometimes yeah. randomly? Yeah, my sister got chosen to go up on stage with Keith Urban. That is so cool. Yeah, I have pictures of it. She, I mean, she sang. She did a great. <laughs> she like forgot the words because she's freaking out. I can but imagine. She got up on stage and and was up there next to Keith Urban. Yeah. I wonder if I was at that show too. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> it was you a long were. Time ago. I'm sure. Yeah, it was a really cool moment, and she was like freaking out because we love Keith Urban. I mean, he's a great, great human. Right. But yeah. I don't think I have, yeah, I'm not saying on stage with anyone. That would be awesome. We got to make that happen. I know. I mean, we're in the country music industry now. You think we could, you can make that happen? Yeah. Let's, okay. I'm going to try. That's our, that's our goal. (laughs) Manifesting. I will sing with somebody on stage. Yes. One way or the other. All right. Well, we're going out on, on, I'm about to say Amy's dream. We're going out on Abby's (laughs) dream. Too many A's. All right, well, listen to this interview and watch it at bobbybones.com because it's really cool to listen to her talk about one of her most iconic songs, Baby Baby. Number one, the Friday morning conversation with Amy Grant. So because you were coming in, I went to my closet and I got my Amy Grant shirt out. You really had that in your closet? Oh, I've had this for years. Okay. What what year is this shirt from? 1994. Really? How do you remember that? What's this on well, the back? Is there a I'll tour on the back? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, I buy so few clothes. Like, I can look at a photograph and go, oh, yeah, it's that shirt. That's 87. Oh, yeah. And my kids are the same way. We're just like zero in the 
in the shopping department. I, the, yep, 1994. You, uh, we were talking about you the other day on the show because you're going back out on tour. And, you, and you're celebrating, was it 30 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30, I mean, mm-hmm. does that seem like yesterday or does it seem like forever ago that, that this record came out and changed your life? It feels like uh, both. It feels like, um, honestly, lifetimes ago, you know, like I, somebody will say, tell me a memory from that tour. And I'll go, will you tell me something that happened to you when you were 25? <laughs> you know, um, But it was the thing I remember most from that tour is I had two young kids, uh, one and a half and a three and a half year old. <clears throat> and so I have three nephews that were born when I was in high school. And so they were like 13, 14. And I said, we're traveling across the country. Come with me. Of course, their their mom, I took two of them across the whole country. And she was like thrilled. They're gone. I, they had zero supervision. That's what I remember most. They got per diem. We would get to a town. And my feeling was, you're not in diapers. You got this covered. And when we look, I just look back and go, oh my gosh. Okay. I think an alcohol problem began then. I think they were just, it's their favorite summer. And when we look back and that's what I mostly remember was hanging out with my nephews, listening to music all night and on the bus and um i mean think about that you're a 13 year old kid and you get to go with amy grant across your aunt aunt amy i don't know what they called you yeah you get per diem they get money every day 25 30 bucks whatever they're going to get to go eat they're on buses they have access to probably go backstage probably teenage girls at your shows they can go meet i mean i just remember getting to san francisco and we got there about three o'clock in the morning we had the next day off and then the following day we had to be on the bus like one o'clock to get to sound check and what i said was you better be here when it's time for the bus to leave (laughs) that was it (laughs) did their mom know that you were allowing them to just run free i don't you know I, I, i think i have a screw loose one day i was going through the um, I was on my way to my hotel room, and they're great guys, great sense of, of humor. But there were some two police officers in the hallway, and they said, "We think somebody's broken into this room." And I went, "Oh my gosh, that's where, that's where Logan and Burton are." And <laughs> anyway, I looked and he went, "Oh my gosh, it was ransacked, like everything torn up, beds torn apart, mattresses in the wrong parts of the room." And while we were there, they walked up, and I went, "Guys, I hate to tell you this," and they looked at him and went. Oh, that's how we left it. <laughs> they oh, did it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Grant is here with us right now, which, by the way, she is celebrating 30 years of Heart in Motion, uh, which had Baby Baby. Are you going to be playing Baby Baby out on the road? I am. A little bit lower. And why would you do it a little lower? Because I'm, my, I'm, my voice is lower. <laughs> <laughs> is sh- When you sing, because I have artists that I know, too, have turn their keys lower as well when they mm-hmm. sing. Yeah. When did you have to start changing your songs? Pretty recently? Mm, yeah. yeah. Honestly, it was for the tour. Um, I held on as long as I could, and finally Kim Keys, who I've sung with for many years, she said, good gosh, just lower the key. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that, just trying to be something that you're not, and lower is great. What was it like to have a, a big pop song in the 90s? Um, it was exciting because... N- that kind of thing was not really happening in Nashville. And so everybody that participated, it felt like such a group win. Um, all the producers on that record, Keith Thomas, Michael Omardian, Brown Bannister, um, I mean, Omar, he'd had 
number ones in decades, you know, I mean, multiple decades. But for us, I don't know, it just felt like, it felt like the Olympics. It felt like being on a winning team at the Olympics. And, um, uh, yeah, so it was awesome. Did you have expectations? And, right, let's play a little bit of this song. Did you have expectations that this song was going to be a massive pop success? Were they telling you, like, this is what we're going to do, Amy? This song is going to be... Because, again, you're in Nashville. You're not in L.A. You're not in New York. It's hard for something to come out in the pop world. At least now it is from here. Like, did you have massive thoughts of just, I'm going to be just a humongous pop star with this song? Oh, no. (laughs) No, I just loved it. It was a fun time in life, and I wanted... You know, my background is more uh, singing songs about faith, which tends to make for a serious conversation. Um, and I was just so glad to have songs that were fun. And, um, you know, once again, I lived next door to four of my nieces and nephews. And I remember them coming over and I would play like five songs and uh, from this record. And I say, which one do you hate? Like always trying to figure out how do we make this just something that somebody wants to play. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just so much fun. And I was signed to two record companies at the time, Word Records and A&M Records simultaneously, you know, because music, you had to you had to hunt for music back then. Nothing was, you know, online. <clears throat> and neither record company really was high up on the song. Of that song specifically? Mm-hmm, yeah. So if neither company is going, this is the one, how does it end up being the one? How does it end up being such a smash? Somebody sent it. Maybe Mark Mazzetti sent it to a DJ in San Diego. Kevin, oh, sorry, Kevin, can't remember your last name. Uh, yeah, and it it just took off in Southern California. So it went one station, another then said, oh, well, that's pretty good, let me play it. And mm-hmm. then it slowly, organically built. Yeah, that was back when music was like a grass fire. Yeah. When did you feel in your life like, oh, my life is changing now because of this song? Was there a moment where you're going, or a crowd you looked into, and you're like, wow, you guys are a lot bigger than, than it, you have been in the past? Um, crowds were big before that, but I remember going into the donut den in Green Hills and a group of girls, maybe high school girls were coming out and I walked in, we just passed in the doorway and they all screamed in my face. (laughs) Like right in there like, ah! (laughs) And then they left and I went in and I thought, well, that's weird. I've been coming to Donut Den since I was five. <laughs> was there ever a point where you had to go, okay, I, it's not safe for me to go out places because it's it, right now it's a little too crazy? No, I never felt that way because, you know, I was the baby in my family and five generations of my family here to be, I knew your mother when we were just <laughs> children. I mean, yeah, I've just always been somewhere in the pack. You have nonstop tour dates because Amy had told me that you were doing like 40 shows or something this year. And I was like, wow, for, for anybody to commit to 40 shows is crazy. Pandemic or not, that's just a lot of shows. Are you kind of touring more pop style than country style where it's not just Friday, Saturday and come home? Are there like Tuesday, Wednesday shows? Do you know? Yeah. That is a lot of dates. Mm-hmm. I think we're leaving in October and not coming back. You're doing alternative rock tour. That's what that is. <laughs> you just live on the bus. Well, you know what's fun about that is you have days off away from town because um, – uh, to really discover the country, I mean, it's so fantastic because you're working your way across. And so it's, you know, like the bike trails in the Pacific Northwest are unbelievable. So you actually go on the road and find things to do in off days and don't just sleep. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I like to get out and meet people. I like to 
I remember finding a drum circle at a park in California <laughs> and yeah, and just like yeah, just live and be a part of what other people are doing and finding a farmer's market and coming back and cooking in the room and you know, just live. That's what I need a little more of. Just yeah, live. You do. Instead, I'm like, just work. Yeah. Just work. What climb to the next goal? Uh, let me play a little bit of every heartbeat here. Because I think this is my favorite of all the, the old school pop stuff. Like this one to me, I every heartbeat. I sing it really good too. Yeah, you do. Like, what do you think about when you hear this song? Uh <laughs> yeah. I think about these, you know, hand motions. I, I I never took dance class. I'm not a dancer, but I I I can't help but move when music is happening. I'm not trying to look cool, it just happens. <laughs> but I remember the goofy hand motions that we all did during that tour for that song. It kind of looks like the Macarena what you're doing now. It does, yeah. It's a bit But yeah, but I mean and we weren't trying to get anybody to dance, but it was so um like everybody did it. My my young children did it. The crew guys did it. You know, the hardened truck drivers would come in and they're like, hmm. They're doing the dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what that song makes me think of. What about, that's what love is for. That's a jam too, Amy. Oh, man. That might be my new favorite. As I'm playing them all now, I'm changing man. as we're going. Yeah, I still sing that song every show. And I mean, the world needs that. That world needs that song. Is there a song that you don't, you're like, oh man, I've just sang this so many times. I got to sing it again. Or are you just happy to be out and, and sing them all at this point? I'm glad to sing them all. There's some songs that are, that I probably won't do live, you know, that were just kind of goofy songs on the record. But um, yeah, just to get to do something you love is, man, what a gift. Let me say this, beginning July 30th, for the first time since its original release, the album will be remastered on vinyl. That's mm-hmm. it's exciting. It uh, is. Here is always the thing, because now, you know, I've been been doing this for the radio thing for 17, 27, 24, a long time, right? 20-something so, years. Well, since I was 17. Yeah. And then I've been doing mornings since I was 22, so almost 20 years. And in a way, I'm like, hey, that's really cool. But in a way, I'm like, dang, it's like, it's a long time. Like, I'm getting, so with this record, as it hits 30 years, are you like, dang, look at that. The success of this thing is amazing. But are you also like, dang, it's 30 years later? Because that's how I feel with this thing, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was 17 when I started singing. And so, like, when I look back on that, it might have looked like something happened overnight. But I had put in a lot of, a lot of years before that. And... Mostly what I feel is, dang, life goes by fast. And if I didn't look in a mirror or if I didn't like try to run really fast and wind up wetting my pants, you know, it's just like you'd think, oh, no, I mean, time stands still for all of us with different things. And for me, music makes time stand still. I was reading a book and I read it a long time ago called uh, I'm OK, You're OK, where they talk about music that if let's say you listen to a song a whole lot when you were 10 and you play that song right now for a brief second in your brain, it feels like you're 10 years old because your, your brain triggers on that sound and it reminds you of exactly just instant, just for an instant, but it gives you that feeling like Uh you're talking about now. Like Uh when I play, you know, every heartbeat, I think of where I was, I was listening to the radio back then. Yeah. You know, when I had the shirt the first time, the first version of the shirt, Uh um, Amy, you are a massive Amy Grant fan. I know you've been sitting back there just patiently waiting. What would you like to ask Amy? 
I mean, I just like I, my fifth grade talent show. Like I performed Galileo. So, and I had, when you're talking about like the dance moves, like Mm -hmm. two of my girlfriends, Kristen and Hailey, we had matching outfits and we got up on stage in front of our entire elementary school and performed um, in the year of 1492 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. So I, just for me like that, I mean, I, would you, are you going to be performing that at your show? <laughs> I don't even, I'll be honest with you, I don't know that song, Amy. Only from Amy oh, here singing it. No, I'm Galileo, even on the darkest night, oh, I will find the shine. Do you realize this whole interview is us singing to Amy Grant? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. us singing her songs to her. That's so great. I can just picture your little fifth grade face. Oh, like we puff painted our own matching shirt and we had hats and like there was a part because we had microphones with cords and um, there was a part where we incorporated uh, or choreographed a turn which we didn't really think that through with the cords and like I tripped (laughs) It's a cat roping. And so I just have so many special memories with you so I'm definitely going to be finding a city near me. I don't know which one I'm going to try to go to. she's coming to Franklin three times. Oh well then yes that is a city near me. Yeah it's near you. (laughs) So I will be there but I just think it's it's interesting to even just hear you say too as a reminder of like for you like it just goes by so fast and to live and I love that that you're you're actually doing that and you just sitting here with you in this moment has inspired me to like want to live a little bit more and be a and singer like, no chase your dream <laughs> I can't do that but thank you, you sound for that great. you sound great to oh me. you're thank you good. You're good, good pitch center <laughs> do you feel like you know as you talk about live your life do you feel like your heart surgery has changed your perspective about living. Did that ha- hap- Did that happen with you where you're like, okay, now I really got to refocus? I was just grateful to wake up, mm. you know. Um, but I, um, it's funny, like coming in here, I was joking with Jennifer Cook, my manager, and I said, do you think he wants to talk about like uh, picking up beer mash from East Nashville Beer Works and feeding our beefalo? No, that's probably not what it's going to be. You think he wants to talk about the day camp we do at our farm? Mm, no, I'm an archery instructor. Probably not that. You think he wants to talk about this acoustic brain mirroring therapy that I do? Mm, no. I think it's music. And I, what I love is that there's a lot of life in my head and in my heart. And music music's part of that. And touring focuses me on that. Um, and then I go, oh God, what a gift. That really has been the platform from which I have launched a lot of other things that I wouldn't been able to participate in had it not been for music. But I just think, um, we all have so many gifts and talents and you just have to, you've got to reach, you have to reach for different things because you might be essential in another circle and you don't even know it. And it's, it's a, it's a good thing. By the numbers, you have sold more than 30 million albums worldwide. You have six Grammys. I mean, like she doesn't know this, yeah. by the way. I'm, re- I'm reading you all this stuff. You have 22 Dove Awards. You had the first Christian album to go platinum. You know, whenever, you know, you kind of look at folks, you know who is most, to me, because I've been able to see you um, be amazing on the Christian chart as well, but like a Lauren Daigle, because I know Lauren a little bit too, like you guys, to <laughs> me, fantastic. are like this, the, the same person. It's so funny. She, um, I met her and said, you want to go to walk, uh, go walk on our farm? And we went and strung hammocks high up in a tree and sat there. And I said, what really matters to you? And I loved it that she said, I'll always sing, but what I really care about is 
and it was, you know, it's her story to tell. And it's just like, sing, 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 because that's a platform from which you'll be able to do other things. But man, she, woo. But that's you too, you know, like you are her, she is you. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, well, and I know you just said that, and I just want to affirm you because two things came to my mind when you were talking about how it's enabled you to do other things. So my daughter actually went to your camp last week. No way! Yeah, so she was there for a full week, and it was the best camp experience she's ever had. So, And she came away with so many new friendships. It was very special. And then also... uh, Bobby, the brain thing I got you for your birthday. That's what she's talking oh, about. Oh, that exact thing? Yes. And he, he just hasn't done it. Sarah said Yes. He oh hasn't done gosh. it yet. Well, so here's the thing. And I haven't she talked about it uh, a lot because it's a medical. But I've had some brain issues, some medical issues. Yeah. And Amy was like, I got you something. I am so, this makes me so happy. <laughs> and so, but it was COVID still. And I was like, well, I'm going to wait till we're out of this thing. And I'll go and. and so, but I haven't gone yet. So what's this thing going to do to me? <laughs> am I going to come in smarter? Lovelier? Be honest. (laughs) You couldn't be smarter. You are like, God, you fire on all pistons all the time. Um, I discovered this technology in 2009, and it was a game changer. And it does subtle things, but for some people it does really amazing things. But, you know, real peace and joy is found in the moment. And... But our brains create all these tracks from things that have happened to us in the past, and they default to those tracks even when those circumstances have changed. And so this Sarah said acoustic brain mirroring, you just lie back in a comfortable chair, eyes closed, you got a weighted blanket on your lap, and you let your brain hear itself. And then and in real time, the energy that your brain is exhibiting, you know, your, your brain shouldn't have its foot on the gas or the brake when you're relaxed. And when it's listening to itself, it'll go, oh, like I've got my foot on the, on the gas. And in that space where it has no responsibility, it's not having to keep you alive or normalize anything, it will, it will um, relax those deep brain tracks. Like I did sessions on a guy that was traumatized as a 10-year-old and every night had a nightmare, every night, every night, every night. And uh, I just wanted him to be able to sleep. And he's in his 60s. And, you know, so it was four sessions, three weeks later, another session. And every day I was like, are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? And he came back for the the fifth session three weeks later. And he said, I finally started sleeping. Because, you know, it's his brain that has to do the fixing. I'm not doing, I'm just giving his brain the opportunity. And I said, what about the nightmares? And he went, oh, those ended after the first session. And so, but we all live with stress and trauma. And, uh, you know, someday, Lord willing, this will be FDA approved and the whole world can do it. But we do it with veterans. I've done it with women from the um, shelter. What do you mean you've done it? You actually are there with them? I am a tech. You are? I did. I did th- two sessions yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm you, like, are I'm, you going to be doing mine? <laughs> do you read my brain? No. I sure can. <laughs> yeah. I, it's so um, funny. It's. Uh, I was talking to a, a musician yesterday who was in my chair and um. Yeah, and another thing is it's just it's caring touch. That's another thing. Like just setting somebody up is, I don't know. We just it's so much fun to have a a a job that where I can care for people. You mentioned you know sometimes we revert back to where our brains were, even though we're not in that situation now. Yes, that's kind of what happens with with my fiance now. Because listen, I grew up didn't have a dad. 
didn't have a good mom situation, lived in poverty a lot of my life. And I still act like, I still go back to that sometimes. And my fiance is like, hey, look, she got by the shoulders. You're not that kid anymore. Like your brain is taking you to a bad place and you're acting like you were when you were, you were nine or 10, but you don't have to do that anymore. And so when you said that, that kind of struck me as like, that's what we deal with all the time in my house. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm constantly living like I'm that same person growing up, you know, in the trailer park. Like we don't know if we even have food tonight. Yeah. And, she'll, you know, she has to do that to me. Yeah. You're going to love this because it will, it, like the noise in your head will disappear. And that's what it is. It, the, the noise in my head has never disappeared. Mm-hmm. It's always one foot on the gas or two feet on the gas. That's it. There's no break. <laughs> it's one foot or two all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, listen, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you came in because we are massive fans of you just in general. Uh, and whenever Amy mentioned that you were doing the tour, I was like, this gives us a reason to invite her back on <laughs> because now we can you know, build it like we just, we're promoting the tour, but we can actually hang out and talk with her. So uh, thank you for coming in. Tell Vince we said hello. I talked to Vince a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, just the lovely, just the loveliest people. You're just the loveliest, and I don't know how you stay lovely all the time. Mm. What's the What's the secret to being lovely all the time? Oh my gosh. Well, I uh, thank you for saying that, and I, um, I just um. Air, dead air. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think, I think loved people, love people. Loved people, love people. And I think with that, we will end because that is fantastic. I will tell you this. You can go to amygrant.com. She starts August 5th, rolling all the way to the end of October. 30 years of the Heart in Motion tour, which had all the songs we talked about. We are massive fans. Thank you for, for giving us the time. Thank you. And also, we ended up talking about all the stuff you wondered if yes. we were going to talk about. We talked about music. We talked about it all. I know. So I, know. I hope that when they called and said, hey, Bobby wants to talk to you, that you weren't like, I have to go do an interview. Oh, oh my gosh, no. I, I have so much respect for you. Well, that's very kind of you. When you were out of town, you know, I did your, I filled in for you doing the Opry mm-hmm. live. And oh, my. All I could think of is he is so smart. He can juggle so many things in that brain at one time. And I was trying to interview You did a great job. They even told me, they were like, Amy killed it. And then I started feeling subconscious. Like, well, why do you even want me? She's a star (laughs) and she's better at this. So there she is, Amy Grant. Go to amygrant.com to get tickets. Let's clap our hands for her again. Amy Grant, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, y'all, that's a wrap for this week's show. Again, happy holiday weekend, 4th of July. I hope you guys are safe and have so much fun no matter what you're doing. If you're taking it easy like Abby, you're maybe watching some fireworks like me or maybe lighting them off, whatever you are doing, (laughs) please be safe. Safe, safe, safe. And have a good time, family, friends, all the things. If you want to follow Abby on anything, what's your social media, Abby? Abby, A-B-B-Y.Anderson1 underscore... On Instagram. Yeah. On Twitter. It's Singing Abby. Okay. That's what it used to be on Instagram and I changed it. I should have just kept yeah, it. No, you should have. Singing Abby. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's how you follow Abby. If you want to follow me, at WebGirlMorgan, all the things, and obviously the Bobby Bone Show on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it, it's all there. And you can relive even more moments at BobbyBones.com. So much content, I promise you. That's what I do all week. It is up there. <laughs> Y'all have a good weekend. Happy 4th of July. Bye. Come on. Bobby Bones. Yeah.